We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG TV only on Twitch. Every Monday at 1 p.m. and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be going live and direct with guests. I have live looping, improvised music stuff and games prizes and more go to twitch.tv slash we speak english good and tune in also go to modedstudios.com m-o-d-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s.com check out the latest and greatest from this fully embroidered patches and apparel online store actually the latest one is my favorite which is a maga hat with blm spray painted graffitied over it you gotta go check it out it's amazing i put it up on my facebook these hats are selling like hot cakes go check it out for yourself modedstudios.com now on with the show you have a big view. So my advice to you is 
let this time now be an exploration time and just know that's what it is like you're journeying you're, you're journeying in all the ways you can journey picking up the pieces of information and that was piano inside by today's guest mr aaron goldberg off of his latest release i don't know which I'm not sure if that's his latest release or if that's just his latest release that's available on Bandcamp. But it's available on Bandcamp, and it's also in the show notes. So go and show some support to our guest today. Hey, gang. Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Aaron Goldberg. He is a music streamer out of Los Angeles, California. He is fan-fucking-tastic. He's a multi-instrumentalist, and he was so kind to come on the show, on the stream, on the podcast, whatever the fuck you want to call this now. (laughs) But he's a smart dude. He's really talented, and we had a great conversation. Also, he edits podcasts, and he edits DTFH. Duncan Trussell's Family Hour, uh, which I am a fan of, which I hadn't listened to in a a long time. And then after I talked to Aaron and found out that he not only edits the podcast, DTFH, but he also does some of the music for it, too. So um, I fucking... I love that. That is, just, and the way that he met Duncan, and just the way that it all comes together, like it's a very LA story. And um, I mean, he's born and raised in LA, so I mean, of course. So I'm happy to say I am now listening to DTFH once again. It is in rotation of my listening podcast needs, thanks to Aaron and this wonderful conversation. But first, go to RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out her latest endeavor, which is Twitch. It is Twitch. She streams every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 8 p.m., but I think she's going to start doing it on Saturdays now, but... Stay tuned. I'll keep you up to date. Also, you can check out my streams, which are Mondays and Fridays at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's for me and Reina, Eastern Standard Time. And um, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash we speak English good. And hers is twitch.tv slash Reina Mystique. So go and follow and subscribe and do all that good stuff. And while you're at it, go like, subscribe and review. Um... On, on, on some other platforms here. So go like us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, uh, Instagram, the whole thing at We Speak English Good. And you can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, you can also subscribe on YouTube, which is uh, which has all the music tutorials, has the video versions of the stream and the podcast, has so much more going on. And of course, you could sub on um, Twitch, but that's going to cost you $5. I, I think $5. I don't know. I've seen it for $3.99 once. But that was just once. Maybe it was just <laughs> it was a Twitch special. Anyway, uh, yeah. So subscribe and review. Now, this one is one of the more important ones to me personally. Because if you go and leave a review for us, not only will I read it on air. But I will also, well, read it on air. But I don't know what I will also do. We speak English good. Um, 
I don't know what I will do. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll read it on air. Oh my god, I'm trying to. I'm high as shit. Okay, I'm trying to do this quickly as well. Reina is currently streaming, so I'm trying to get through this so I can get back into chat because it's that fun. Um, and she got. Never mind. I'm getting distracted. Let's get through this, guys. So go leave a review for us on iTunes, anywhere you get your podcast. It helps us. Uh, um, it helps us get found, or it helps us helps our findability. I don't. I still don't know. Have have a good way of saying that. If findability, I guess. I don't know. Whatever it is. Write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. Check out the newly redesigned WeSpeakEnglishGood.com. Okay, guys, let's jump over to Mr. Aaron Goldberg. By the way, the music that's playing underneath us right now is also from Aaron from the album I Don't Know. And I think this song is called I Don't Know. Just so you know. Now on with the show. What up, y'all? <laughs> Aaron, thank you so much for for coming on the show, man. I mean, like it's it's a uh, it's always nice to talk to these streamers. That sometimes I I mean, like I'm in people's streams for hours out of my day. So it's like it's really right. interesting to to meet people who are you know I spend so much time with and actually talk to them. How are you doing, man? How is your day going? I mean, so wow. First of all. Thank you oh, for having dude. me on here. This is like the first time I've had someone ask me for an interview since starting. So oh, it's right really, on, really man. cool. Hey, well, for, I, go ahead. Very grateful for the opportunity. Oh, and um, just want to say thank you for that, for, for recognizing something that made you happy and that you wanted to share with the people who already listen to this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's like... Um, I don't know. It, like for me, this whole the whole point of this podcast, even when I started it, was to sort of... Uh, highlight people that I thought was oh hold on apparently my background music is is crazy loud so I'm gonna bring you get bring it down a little guys um, but uh yeah I mean the reason why I started this podcast was to highlight people that I just saw something in because I I because I appreciate what they do and whether or not it's like uh they're commercially successful or they're you know whether they're just like a hometown hero or just starting out like i don't know like the way i like to see it is like i see something i see a spark in people and then i just want to talk to them about that so, you know what i mean so it's like i appreciate it as well you know what i mean cuz it, it it is it is also weird to just like reach out to people randomly through the internet and be like hey you want to come talk to me you know what i mean so it's <laughs> it is uh it, so I'm, I'm gratitude aside um you 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 uh you definitely kill it you definitely uh bring something very interesting and something very peaceful to people that I, you know when you're in your chat you're having people who are talking about their problems they're having people talking about positivity they're having people talking about just like you've bred a very uh positive and and interesting uh, uh community so uh talk on that man like tell me how you sort of branched into this twitch um and built your so, community so it's actually to me a really cool coming together of circumstances that created um 
really the the community that's starting right now around me it is um you know so i i, I just started streaming on twitch a little over two months ago mm-hmm. and uh what started it was i i had been really uninspired by music over the last I don't know, three or four years, maybe two or three, like really uninspired to where I just almost never made music by myself anymore, oh, wow. which I used to spend hours doing every day. And um, I, it was only something I did with friends. And then one day I was at home and I decided to randomly stream myself looping on Instagram. And uh, apparently Instagram only has like an hour long limit. So after an hour, I it ended and I don't even know when I stopped. I kept playing for so long <laughs> and I eventually saw that it ended and I was like, wow, dude, I just had the most fun playing music by myself that I've had in years. Yeah. So I was like, there's something to this, you know? And I've always known I have like a little bit of a thing where I personally am just more um, inspired when there's other people in the room. I like feed off of other people's reactions to the music and sounds I make. And so when there's someone there who's like, oh, I vibe with that, or you didn't even have to say anything, I can feel it. And if they don't like it, it's just, I just keep moving. And it's always been more easy or more fun for me when there's other people around. Yeah. And so with streaming, even on Instagram, like I was never looking at chat, but I knew the possibility of someone being there kept me playing and it kept me thinking about other people's Mm -hmm. ears. So I wasn't just sitting on one sound forever. You know, I was, I, I was, it kept me productive. Um, and then I decided I wanted to try and get into doing it a little bit more legitimately. And I, I saw Twitch as an amazing platform. And I have since fallen in love with the opportunity to literally go live at any time I want in my day. Whenever it works for me, I can go live, play music, and somehow almost the same number of people every time <laughs> tune in. Well, blows you know- my mind. But I agree. I agree. It blows my mind as well. Like, I, I think I forgot who brought it up yesterday in the chat, but they were like, oh, my God, it's like you're streaming during the day and you have, you know, you have 20, you know, 30 people up in your chat going nuts. So it's like, uh, I, who who brought that? I can't remember. I think it someone, was Pope. Yeah. Uh, they, they were bringing it up and they were like dropping stats and shit. And so it was yeah. like, oh, Shook, what's up, Shook? Thanks for the follow. I appreciate it, my hey. man. Um, up, let me let me catch up on these follows sour briar i appreciate the follow thank you so much gracias oh, uh, i love my friends uh oh and then i'm definitely not mango which is uh which we, we appreciate the the mango the juicy mango shed squad for life yeah for sure man what's up thanks for joining us so um, so please go ahead the last little note on that to just because this i think really deserves me to say something about it Mm. um i recently got given a little bit more uh responsibilities with my other job which is editing a podcast which is called the duncan trussell family hour shut the fuck up you work for duncan you work for duncan trussell what I the sure f- do, but oh, it is a <laughs> It's a fucking dream come true. Jesus Christ, you fucking you edit the family hour? Jeez. I edit the family hour. You know hour, that's brother. like going to be the highlight when when I put in the cuz when I do the the descriptions of the podcast, I sit down with Aaron Goldberg, music streamer and editor of Duncan Trussell's 
which I can't remember the full fucking day, but the family hour. Uh, it's like some long. His show is fucking is crazy too. Like the show on Netflix. Have you seen his Netflix show? The Midnight Gospel. Yeah. Man. If it's, you've never seen the Midnight Gospel, everyone needs to check that out. It, I mean, first of all, like Duncan Trussell is this like sage comedian <laughs> who is just like who's just just always uh, expounding on like life's biggest mysteries and making it very funny and interesting and and you know really heartfelt at times. I mean, he's a. I'm sorry. This is not about Duncan Trussell, but you just hit a you just he's hit an a real, angel. Well, you hit a sweet spot for me. No. To me, I mean, look, the reaction that you just had proves the point I'm trying to make even more. I He gave me the opportunity to moderate his Discord server what? as well. That was like an extra uh, thing. He was like, oh, can you, can you help me mod this? Yeah. And I went in there, and I started meeting some of the most sweet and genuine people in mass mm -hmm. that I have ever met in my life. Yeah. And um, I was going through a really difficult time with my relationship. It was, like, becoming very, very, very clear for maybe the 20th time that this was a relationship that could not go on anymore. And yeah. so this, ha it, I, like, started getting all this support from these people in this group that are like-minded because we, are, we come together from Duncan Trussell, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that reaction that you just had, I tapped <laughs> into your heart with, by bringing up his name because he gets right to the heart. And so he brought me to, to close to all these amazing people who helped me get the support and self-confidence I needed to go, wait, hold on. I deserve a little bit better or a lot better than what's going on. So does the, par the person I'm with. We both or was with. Mm -hmm. We both deserve a lot better. And um, so it gave me the confidence to get the heck out of that toxic environment. And then um, I decided to go full force into Twitch. I had started maybe like a week before I broke up with her or we, we broke up. And um, then the community within Duncan like found out about my streaming by seeing on Discord that I was on Twitch and someone like used their tech savviness to find my channel and then shared it. And then I started having this crossover with these amazing people. Oh. And that is what has kickstarted an, an amazing community with people who I'm meeting now only through Twitch that don't have anything to do with Duncan. Yeah. And it's it's absolutely incredible because it's like I feel like Duncan was this um, he was like the soil starter. And now I've got this healthy soil that's growing. And yeah. it's just like so much is going to grow out of this well it's so interesting how certain people can play that role for you especially in the time of need you know they just sort of uh, it sort of miraculously appear out of the universe to sort of drop into your life to sort and 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 in your case it just happened to be like an amazing incredibly talented uh comedian and <laughs> so so that's that's i mean that's great man that's that's a beautiful thing so uh, i'm curious uh, let's back up a little bit. So, what what it was your music career before Twitch? Um, before Twitch, I don't even know if I would ever say I had a music career, <laughs> but I have definitely been making and releasing music for like at least ten years. Mm. Um, but stuff that is under my name, Aaron Goldberg, I started releasing in I believe two. 2012 or 2000. that was um 2012 was when i graduated high school and i had gotten in a creative writing class in my senior year of high school and that brought me to meet um two of my best friends still today 
this guy Jacob Young who really got me into rapping um we did something together in creative writing that was just like a him rapping over me singing and playing acoustic guitar and then we became best friends because we would just hang out almost every day because he lived literally five minutes down the street from my house and my other best friend who's actually coming over today and after this interview i'm gonna do a live stream a short one and then i have to send out some paintings and then um aj my other buddy is gonna come over and help me film um either the first YouTube video or we're going to test because I'm also going to start doing some YouTube content to hopefully bring some viewers over from there into Twitch. But, uh, you know, really very little music career. I was much less of a getting paid for playing music and more was getting, I did some production for other people. Okay. I, I really get a lot of joy out of helping someone who's like, I'm a musician or I sing, but I only play one instrument. And then helping them turn their music into fully produced productions. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. So let's back up a little bit more then. What, where does your musical influence come from? Do you have music? Uh, is there a lineage of music in your family? Uh, not really. My my dad plays piano. He played trumpet in the army, but like he doesn't play it as a form of expression. Mm -hmm. He's actually my dad's a food scientist, oh. and my mom is a an artist. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you get a lot of art. My mom. Like yeah, art in different way. Art and improvisation, even improv when it comes to food, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's always been there in my life, improv yeah. and, like, happy mistakes or happy accidents. Yeah. As Bob Ross would say. <laughs> For, sure. For sure. So so then when did you start getting into uh, playing music? I mean, you're, you're pretty proficient on several instruments. So, I mean, how did you get in there? Um, thank you for saying that, by the way. I... I kind of feel like an imposter when people say things like that me because too. I don't actually know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. me too. So, Thank you for it, the follow, Hammy, TSB. Hammy, thank you. Sorry yeah. if I'm missing the chat, everybody. I, I'm trying to stay engaged with my guest. But I love you guys. Keep going. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so when I was uh, in middle school is when I actually got, like, enjoy like started to fall in love with music i was carpooling to uh middle school with a buddy of mine and he kept on playing like i remember specifically hearing strange brew by cream mm -hmm. and uh wish you were here by pink floyd actually those two songs i kept on like whenever i would hear them in the car i kept on going like, who is this who is this and he one night looked or one morning looked at me and was like dude i told you already I need you to write this shit down. And then I like wrote it down and then I looked it up and I just started falling in love with music in a way that I never had before. Before that, it was always just kind of something fun or like a joke, you know, yeah. this stuff was really hitting me emotionally. Uh, I mean, also, you know, I was a child, so it's like, who knows how emotional it can get, but uh, changed my life in that car ride just because I, I really was like, something happened where I started listening to music differently and then that's when I wanted to learn guitar because I was playing piano at age six but that was just because my dad wanted he believes it's good for your brain to learn how to play an instrument and so he started us young and like I played from six to twelve and didn't enjoy piano anymore and stopped for a year and then when I was 13 picked up a guitar because I fell in love with music yeah yeah so you so you had this uh so you just had this fundamental uh 
your, your father sort of forced it upon you just because he thought, which I think is a great thing. I mean, I'm sure you're thankful for it now, right? A thousand percent. I didn't even not like it then. I actually enjoyed it. Oh, the, but you just sort of like, was I'm done with it. And... I just got tired of it by the end of it. But when I was 12 years old, I was like, you know, at this point, it's like getting in the way of me going skateboarding and shit. And like, I don't want to have to like tell you I'm practicing when I'm not practicing. So can I just not do this anymore? <laughs> Typical Southern California. It's in the way of me skateboarding, bro. Like, back up. I've got to go shred the gnar, bro. Uh, <laughs> I love Southern California, by the way. I mean, just it, I'm absolutely in love with it. I lived there for about 13 years and then moved back to the Midwest, which I was not happy about. But it actually worked out really well. Uh, I'm sure your wallet's pretty happy about it. Oh, my it. God. It's amazing. I can actually do things with my life now. <laughs> I can own property. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm coming on middle age here, and it's, it's nice to know that I'm going to be able to own some kind of property eventually now. Uh, whereas in California, right. that that is a very uncertain thing, you know, for for a lot of people. For a lot. Oh of my god. So it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So what? So then, uh, you said you don't, you didn't really have a music career, but you're making music and, and production and stuff. So tell me a little bit about that. What? How did you start producing? I mean, because. That's what I know is about multi-instrumentalists a lot. And uh, hold on, give me a second. Thank you for the follow, uh, Amalis. Amalis, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna mess up your name. Emal, we're just going with Emal Emalcizela. Look at you, just, just doing it. <laughs> what part of the Midwest? I am in Ohio. Um, I am in uh, Toledo, Ohio. There's somebody in your chat who is definitely from Cincinnati. So I know that we've had an exchange or two um, in the chat before, but. Uh, I always forget. Okay, yeah. So multi-instrumentalists, what I noticed about multi-instrumentalists is that they do tend to, um, they're not, you were saying that you feel like kind of a fraud when people are giving you props. And, and I agree with that because I know my limitations um, on any one instrument is just, it's, it's insurmountable compared to someone who actually sits down with that one instrument practices it properly and, and you know takes care of it and, and like really fosters this talent whereas i'm like i'm just gonna tear through what i need to learn right now so i can get on to the next project because i'm fucking going crazy you know so <laughs> which is exactly yes, how it goes yes. down by the way um, so it's it, it's it makes it really hard for for me to really really focus and get really really solid at one instrument so what ends up happening for me personally is that everything kind of has its strong points everything has its weak points every instrument i'm saying that i play and um i'm just sort of band-aiding as i go i mean do you feel yes. sort of like that <laughs> okay yeah so i mean for me it's like it's very compartmentalized. You know, mm -hmm. it's like what I know how to do on the guitar, I know how to do on the guitar. Right. What I know how to do on the piano, I know how to do on the piano. And then there's a little crossover. I can play a major seven chord on the piano. I can play a major seven chord on the guitar. But on the guitar, I can play a major seven chord anywhere without thinking even for a second. On a <laughs> piano, if you ask me to do it on starting on some of the black keys, it's going to take me a moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. It's uh, so. But the cross, the real key to it, and I think that you, you or any other multi instrumentalist understands this, is um, at least maybe not just ultra multi instrumentalists, multi instrumentalists, and people who play mainly by ear. The key is just feeling it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I 
my teacher who taught me guitar is I give all credit to him. Mike Schmidt taught me how to play an instrument. Period. He taught me how to take the guitar and touch it and make it sing in the way I want it to, not just play some ACDC song or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. He he taught me how to express myself. And and that taught me that something that I've known I ever all my life, you know, like when I was a kid, but I didn't ever make good use of it you know if i was a kid and someone handed me this glass i would try to make something with it you know i would probably be sitting there going like because that's just what you do when you when you have a musical brain yeah and so now you know when people ask me how many instruments do you play like i'll name off the ones i kind of know anything about and then after that i'll say anything that i can touch is what i will make music with yeah because it that's that's what's fun you know yeah. for me it's it, there's no limits with the things you can make sound with especially with this looper oh yeah and um i i yeah i i do feel limited when it comes to instruments uh when comparing myself to someone who is a virtuoso or or is skilled on that one instrument Mm -hmm. but i also um feel really happy with my ability to take whatever's around me and make music yeah well and and that's a whole nother thing too when you're talking about like virtuosos and stuff And, and and there's a whole nother thing with comparing yourself to other players because that's fruitless as well it's like there's there's no point there's no point in being like i just if only i could play like joe satriani i would be the greatest <laughs> it's like first of all joe satriani i respect the shit of his playing but i don't care for his music very much it's it's just you know it's fun for some people and that's fine but like uh, uh you know, there's no sense in, in comparing yourself because all it's gonna do is you're just letting yourself down. And 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 you you the the best thing I've ever been told, honestly, in regards to this was by this cat named Nissan Stewart from Los Angeles, California. He's a uh, record producer. He worked with uh, Missy Elliott. He worked with um, uh, Timberland. He's worked with everybody. And he's like, dude. And he's and but and he's also like a phenomenal drummer, like a phenomenal. Just he grew up in the church. Just kills it. He's like, man, you can't worry about, you can't worry about like if you're good, uh, good enough to play with that guy, or if you're good, as good as that guy, or good. He's like, all you can do is be the best you, and that's the one that's... thing that resonates with me <clears throat> consistently. Now, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I, you kind of understand these things, you know, uh, abstractly, but when someone kind of like condenses it into a a, sen- a single phrase for you, it's sort of, you know, it's like this, like uh, this, the light bulb goes off, and you're like, oh. You know, so it's totally uh, so that that's the best thing that I've ever been told about that is. is uh, but what I think when you're talking about multi-instrumentalists and uh, when you're talking about limitations on the instruments and technicality, uh, that that's just one part of it. The other part of being a multi-instrumentalist is the limitless possibilities that you hear when you're going to create a song or a, a, a mood or a vibe or or if you're trying to put music to to a movie or to an image it's uh, it, it, those skills that maybe you didn't build up this crazy technical 
uh, skill set of knowing your circle of fists and and all the music theory that you could possibly know and, and you know makes up in sort of emotion and you sort of are able to see and feel your way through um, com composition. Um, do you agree with something like that? Do you agree with that um, sentiment? That's that's what I've noticed, but personally, but I I do agree with that actually. Sorry, my my camera no. froze because someone tried to call me, and I use my cell phone as my camera. <laughs> it's all good, bro. Uh, but I uh, I do actually agree with that sentiment. You know, I think that sometimes if if someone is um too knowledgeable on their instrument, it can be limiting, unless they allow themselves to not be limited by what they know works. Mm. You know, because some people for sure get stuck in the rules and they get stuck in. um, They just get stuck in, in what is allowed technically or what works in modal theory or whatever. And, and you can really, you know, bust shit open by not trying to follow all the rules anymore or even trying to learn all of them. <laughs> right, right. No. And, and the thing that you hear most is like, especially from virtuosos, is learn all the rules so you can just break them. Uh, you know, that's like a very common thing you hear from people is like, yeah. Yeah, know them, but then throw them out the window because you can do anything and the possibilities are endless. Absolutely. Yeah. Because and I don't mean to be someone who says don't learn um, <laughs> the actual ways of playing an instrument or, or, or any theory. Uh, I'm I'm just saying it's not the key to making good music. Right. You don't have to be this one thing in order to be a great musician. You can be uh, you, you could be a myriad of things that creates a, a vibe. Um, and, uh, you know, like I, when I talk to people who are very stuck in that rigid, like, you know, maybe for instance, the best example I've been bringing up lately is I talked to this um, to this uh, percussionist out of uh, New York City. She, she works on Broadway. She's a percussionist on Broadway. And right when the pandemic hit, um, she lost all her gigs, like, like I did, like a lot of musicians lost all their gigs and they're just, you know, <laughs> what's next, you know? Um, she, she put so much of her, tra her training, because she went to Juilliard, her, uh, her status of where she's playing, like on Broadway, she put all of her, her identity into this one thing, mm. like that she's a gigging, uh, a trained Juilliard musician, and, and, and that's who she is, that's who this person is. And then so when all of that was taken away, suddenly because of the pandemic, she there was she felt like there was nothing left and she was like i i don't i, I didn't even know who i was like who, who the fuck am i even Ugh. and um so she started uh so you know her partner was very wonderful and helped her through that dark time which i'm sure a lot of people had um and and she dust herself off was like okay so what can i do with this and she started doing you know she started making content for youtube and she started, you know, figuring out because she didn't really know how to write music. She knows how to write music, but she wasn't like she was like, what kind of creative outlet am I going to be now? You know, like because she didn't have right. anything left and she didn't feel like she was creative enough to write music. So she started thinking of different ways to uh, go forward with just on what she knows. And so she started doing these really cool, um, you know, informational videos on YouTube or just performance videos. And she's still killing it. She's still killing it. And <sighs> and, and so. 
I think that when you're wrapping, getting wrapped up in that side of it, you can go too far, and 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 you, and it leaves you almost without any kind of form of expression once that platform is taken away. You know, it's almost like, and again. I want to emphasize what Aaron's saying. There's nothing wrong with learning this stuff. There's nothing wrong with being a Juilliard graduate who's working at Broadway. Um, but, <laughs> you know, nothing at all, right? <laughs> but Nothing. <laughs> but um, it's important to remember that uh, that music is meant for, for creative expression. And, and, and you, of course, you can be creative and expressive with playing other people's music. But at the end of the day, you're playing other people's music. And when you aren't able to play, which you're always able to play other people's music if you have an instrument, but I'm saying if you're if that platform or that medium is taken away from you, then all you have is these talents, and 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 what and what are you gonna do with them now? And and so I'm just saying, keep an open mind, I guess. <laughs> but dude, I don't know. I have I have two. Th one thing I want to say, I'm gonna hold on. I think for a second because I it it, it was mentioned in the beginning actually i think before you even brought me on here and i still want to bring it up but Please. it's it has to do with looping um <laughs> but something more more in line with what you just said mm. um fuck god damn it i'm all about that baby can you jog my memory god i just got we were talking about um we were talking about not having uh the uh music being so oh stringent. i got it 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 okay did it. so did it. <laughs> thank you <laughs> um uh i cannot tell you how how like when the whole dmca thing happened oh, okay. on twitch yeah. and everyone was freaking out yeah i was just like cool thank <laughs> god i play my own fucking music right <laughs> and don't do any sampling on this shit like For everything real. i literally didn't even have to bl bat an eye yeah. I I more was like looking out for anyone who um who did have to bat an eye, and I'm trying mm -hmm. to tell those people like, hey, anyone who needs fucking royalty free music, hit me up. I make stupid amounts of music, and I can just send stuff to you guys. <laughs> that's actually that's actually really funny. I wanted to, I actually wanted to bring bring that up because you you come off to me as someone who just constantly needs to be creating. Like like if you're not creating, then maybe that that's not really your comfort zone. Uh, do, do I am I hitting anything on the head or me because like just by the way that you create and by the way that you loop and by the way that you were just like I'm not gonna sing and I'm just gonna paint like it just seems like you need something to sort of keep your hands busy is, is that a, a fair assessment or am I wrong completely I, it's um a little bit of both mm -hmm. I think it's sadly a little bit less innocent than that <laughs> you know I think it comes more down to I uh I need, I need community, I need distraction or help with me being focused on doing something positive for myself rather than sitting down playing video games for that long. You know, I sit down and do art for that long, you know, and it's like, I feel so much better after an eight hour painting session or an eight hour music session than even just two hours sitting on my ass playing video games and then wondering what am I going to do? And so like, you know, part of this could literally be me, you know, the, the frequency at which I stream right now, I am very aware could be me fulfilling the void that I'm missing with my relationship. You know, that woman was my life. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, in, 
in, to a bad point. And so what's really cool about this Twitch thing, it's becoming my life as well, but I'm 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 actually having a healthier relationship with with you guys um than I did with her. I I'm communicating how I feel. I'm communicating, "Hey guys, I'm feeling a little burnt today like I'm going to take a day off or I'm going to which dude, if I didn't want to do something with her, like I genuinely never felt safe to say I don't want to do that cuz I didn't want to it was it's a whole fucking I'm sure people understand. Um so, you know, I'm I'm like really grateful that I'm you know, maybe yeah, I'm filling that void, but I'm also replacing it with something healthier that is in turn building me to being a better and more balanced person. Yeah, I, I that's that's a beautiful way of saying it is that it's become sort of your uh, your release away from uh, or distraction. I mean, because that's that that's what it, it it turns into that for me too. Because I I I. I hate saying I suffer from depression, but like I, I do the depression thing, I do the anxiety thing, and it's like, it, it's a you know, it's it's a constant battle, and so music has definitely become one of those things where I could well work in general, honestly, like work that yeah whatever I deem work, uh, because I work for myself. Uh, sometimes work is watching fucking you know stupid videos on Instagram, but it I, in my head I'm working, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but that's what's great about working for yourself, folks. <laughs> uh, but but no, it's um. Oh, shit, what were we talking about? See, this is what it's like. This because you got two stoners here talking to each other. Like, wait a minute, what were you just, <laughs> what were you just saying? <laughs> no, but what? Wait a minute, no, just start. Do help me out, Aaron. I, I know I'm the host, but uh, help me out. What were oh, we just well, saying? Oh well, look. Well, so. We were talking about how, and, and I have another point too. Please, um, please, how I'm kind of using this as like a way to fill that space. Right, distractions. Um, Thank you. It, it's also though what what's happening every day, and you know I get people telling me this that they are experiencing it themselves. But really, what's going on here is I'm healing because I was in a relationship that didn't feel I, I did not feel like I could express myself. Yeah, and now I'm expressing myself daily. For yeah. hours into a microphone, um, not only positive things. I'm ex expressing pain. I'm expressing joy. I'm expressing confusion. I'm expressing it all. Finally, and and I get to do it. Not only do I get to do it, I'm doing that and being received with love, supported, encouraged to continue doing so. I'm having people telling me you're helping me heal right now. I've had people come in from from BLM protests and say I've been protesting all day and now this is fucking healing me. Yeah. Thank you. That shit makes me cry. You know, like it really hurts but feels so good to know that there's people who can come and relax with me while I'm healing as well. So, it's a mutual thing. Thank you guys so much for helping me heal by by giving me a place to um to express myself really yeah man and and that's that's exactly where i was getting at is like um when when i'm going through the worst parts of whatever i'm going through sorry everybody they're mowing my lawn right now so I, you guys got to hear that <laughs> as well but when i'm when i'm trying to to get past the worst parts of whatever i'm going through it's like 
burying myself in something positive like music because honestly what i used to do which i didn't even realize i was doing was i was just drinking and drugging and doing whatever you know just acting wild and being nuts <laughs> not you know just being young and, and dumb and not really not i don't know young and dumb for sure young and dumb i'm sticking with dumb <laughs> it's fine young and dumb um but but you know it was it was just like a way of escaping but the amazing thing about like quitting drugs and alcohol for me was that it turned the switch on to start working harder for in what i believe in and what i'm passionate about and um and so like even though i didn't have those crutches to sort of displace whatever kind of emotions i was going through um i was able to sort of channel them back into music and actually really reconnected with music and and then i started working yeah. as a professional musician go figure um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i wasn't the drunk guy fucking up the set you know i was an actual bona fide musician getting paid to do things correctly and not <sighs> drunkenly uh but but it, it, it's just one of those things that you can uh that you can get lost in and and at the top of the show i was even saying that this has become one of those um I haven't played a, you know a gig in months. Uh, I usually I usually gig as a, a keyboardist, so my keyboarding skills have just sort of gone to fucking dog shit. And and I'm <laughs> playing guitar because of convenience and because you could just pick right. it up. You don't have to go sit somewhere properly and play it. Uh, you could just lurch over in the in your couch and just go. But <laughs> but when I was starting to do the Twitch and I wanted to bring uh, I wanted to expand the podcast into a, a, you know, a video format. I was trying to think of just different things I could do. And then I have been just doing these looping sessions just to sort of keep my chops up. And um, I was like, well, maybe I'll do some loops. And then, you know, and then I found you and then that actually turned and I was like, Oh yeah, this is probably a whole genre on here. And then I started finding <laughs> all a bunch of people. Dude, because I'm, I'm kind of new to this, too, like yourself. Uh, you know, I'm a month and a half in, and um, but my wife has been in on it for about three months. And sort of right when the pandemic started, that was when we sort of got on it. But it's interesting for you that it was more of a thing that you wanted to do to sort of detach from your current situation, which is because I'm talking to a lot of people and they're like, oh, the pandemic hit. I lost all my gigs. And so I went to Twitch and here I am, you know, no, yep. Aaron's like, no, nah, I just needed like better people to talk to. <laughs> I just, I just, I need just needed a place to put myself out there. You yeah, know, I just needed sure. somewhere to go and thank God for the, uh, silver lining in this pandemic. I'm definitely yeah. not thanking anyone for a pandemic, no. but thank you for the silver lining because it really gave me, um, along with, so many of us an opportunity to look at what was going on with myself look at what i'm spending my time doing yeah um the first two weeks of the whole thing you know i had to take off from work because i had just been in europe and like that two weeks is what kick-started me to spending this much time with my music and now i'm my entire life has changed in two months where i play music every day and in and in having people love it you know, and get the opportunity to, I still am blown away by the fact that I get to do, do it at any time. Like <laughs> I feel like I'm on a schedule and, and I normally go on between my time PST 11 PM and 6 AM. Mm. But like when I go on randomly at two in the middle of the day, because I want to, 
that's the coolest shit ever. I don't gotta wait. Yeah. Like I have I I feel so free on this platform. And I'm incredibly grateful to Twitch for letting this be a thing that exists. Yeah, totally, man. And and you know, like the thing that I'm hearing from a lot of musicians who are now twitching is just like, my God, like the, the when you look at what what we were doing beforehand for you know for a little bit of money is like we're packing up all our gear we're driving to the gig oh my we're, God. We're, we're we're setting up and then sitting around for a few hours until we play we play the gig then we tear down and then you have to fucking Dude, load crazy. everything out and then you drive all the way home at three or four in the morning you get home and maybe you live in ohio and it's fucking six below zero and you still have to fucking lug all your equipment in because if you leave in the fucking car it's gonna freeze and not fucking work anymore so you gotta fucking drag it in there and you fucking you can see smoke out of your mouth from the breath and you fucking you know i just i don't like winter uh i love san diego I miss San Diego a lot. <laughs> I don't love winter. But when you talk to people over and over again, they're just like, when I can just go into a, my bedroom slash studio, turn on my computer, plug in, play, turn off, and then go to bed, and that's my night. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Why would I go back? Yeah. <laughs> It's such a drag, man. Like, and you know, and now like some of the gigs are coming back now, and I, um, you know, I, I, I haven't gotten offered any, and I'm still freaked out about it. But you know, I'm seeing a lot of my friends, you know, take these gigs, and then they lose them, and then it's like, it's just really uncertain right now. So like, I, I, you can't depend on anything coming in right now, and but what you can depend on is yourself, and what you can depend on is if you stick to some kind of schedule. And if you if you really work hard and you communicate and you and you go and network, you can build something cool on on a platform like Twitch or oh there you go, uh, like a platform like Twitch or Mixer or whatever you know like but it, it's just it's it's just opened up the possibilities beyond what I even could imagine because I, I mean like I knew that they were doing music on Twitch but I didn't know they were doing it like this and then when the pandemic hit. Obviously, things got ramped up by a hundred. When do you, where do you see this when you know the pandemic kind of dies down, and um, you know we have this big surge in Twitch right now? But where do you see Twitch going? Sort of um, after the pandemic sort of starts to mellow out, and people are going back into the world, and you know they don't have to rely on just staying home and watching Netflix or watching Twitch for the night. They can go to the movies and stuff. How do you see this sort of playing out? for the future of live streaming and stuff. You know, so I've been thinking about that a lot, actually, because it's a very real thing. You know, yeah. this is going, this right now, I'm getting a lot of, like, quick growth, mm -hmm. um, but that's because everyone's at home. And right. so I'm very aware that, you know, not not 20 people every night, or at least the same 20 people every night are not going to be available mm -hmm. seven days a week to come watch me do my shit. Um. But what I'm hoping, or, or look, so okay, I'll just I'm gonna ramble for a second. Please, there's a lot of different directions I think this Please, can go. Please ramble away. Um, <laughs> ramble on. <laughs> I hope that uh, you know, that during this time I bust my ass so much and am, am basically just in front of people's eyes and in their ears so much that when this is over they miss me. <laughs> Uh, and th and that they want to come back, 
and and that when they you know they're out in the movie theater with their friends or they're at a bar and they're like fuck i miss aaron i want to go watch some aaron <laughs> um sure. that i'm i'm counting on that I'm counting on a few of you that'll actually miss me <laughs> um i'm counting on you know i'm gonna like i mentioned earlier today i'm gonna be doing um a attempt at a youtube video with a buddy and basically what i'm gonna do is take my looping system and everything and set it up outside and we're gonna film like a nicely shot little loop session and then we'll all edit it up later but uh i'm hoping to you know pre before this whole pandemic there's people making money only on the internet doing just stuff on youtube and twitch and all that so mm-hmm. i'm hoping to carve my way into that i'm not planning on just being a pandemic momentary here i am i play music for you guys during the pandemic I actually see this going somewhere. I legitimately am enjoying myself. I legitimately want to continue doing the live streaming. I, and I hope that through that, I can make connections that will further my musical dreams that I've had this whole time, long before I even knew I wanted to live stream. I want to produce music for people. People who want me to produce their music, please hit me up. People who are interested in working with me as even just someone to feature on their music, please hit me up. You know, like I, I'm trying to get out there and I just see that this right now is the perfect opportunity for me to push really hard, but not as like a momentary reality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I that's that's amazing. I, I appreciate that. I, I, I suppose I was talking about like the longevity of Twitch and, and its users. And, and do, do you see um, outside of yourself? Do you see it sort of dwindling down or do you see it sort of uh, continuing to grow? Twitch in in general? Yeah, yeah. I think it's still growing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this whole thing that just happened with Dr. Disrespect oh, is yeah. um confusing and but even then, I think now more people who never even knew what Twitch was know that Twitch exists now right. because of that. Right. So And for anybody that doesn't And know- I don't Oh yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, yeah. Dr. Disrespect is a is a one of the largest streamers on this platform. Who just got um, permanently banned with no um, reason why? Publicly it, stated. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I didn't. No. Yeah. I mean, is it, that's all I know. There's Please, more to it, but we more. don't have to. We don't. We don't have to go through it. There's like allegations of sexual misconduct, but I. I don't know how far yeah. it goes. I. I'm not even like that. Wasn't the point. I just wanted to make sure people understood what you're talking about. In regards to this platform. And totally. So go ahead, please. Basically, streamer got pulled down for what is not clear. Right. No one, it's not very clear what it is. And especially even more muddy because it happened in the middle of other tr- streamers being pulled down for legitimate sexual right. allegations. So yeah. it's it's a really messy thing. But the point is that that brought Twitch into the eye of people who didn't even know it exists. So I actually think it's still on an uptick. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I also think that, you know, this pandemic isn't just, it's not going to be an on and off switch. I think we're noticing that, yeah. that this is not something you just go, it's done, yeah. go back outside. <laughs> so I, I actually think that it's probably going to become more common for um, places to be streaming from a venue. Mm-hmm. So say the whiskey, a go, go on Twitch Monday, Friday, and Wednesday and Friday, yeah, and 
they'll have limited concerts. I mean, limited seating inside, but they'll be able to stream it online. You know, I'm imagining um, bigger companies trying to take it further than their physical space. Because I think the other thing that people are noticing is, you know, you're not limited to your um, max capacity anymore with this. There is no cap. If you, if people fuck with you, People fuck with you and they're going to go on their computer and they're going to watch you. Right. And like, there's no need to go through any network or any other bullshit. You just put up your stuff and you do it the way you want. And I think that's the coolest thing because it's direct consumer to um, uh, consumer, uh, fucking producer to consumer or artist to consumer. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> and um, I heard uh, I was talking to the Fantastic Plastics, who are an amazing streaming. Um, they're awesome. So cool, so cool, and those guys are so friendly and just so nice. And they're trying, and they're just trying to help. Which, by the way, that's another thing about the Twitch community that you don't see a lot in the music community is how community it is, and how much Ugh. people are like trying to get you rated, and they're trying to get you like more people, and they want to share your community because they think that your community would fit with their community, so they want a bigger community. <laughs> So it's really cute and nice like that, uh, which is not how music in real life. <laughs> yes, yes, dude. No, the the that has blown my mind. Yeah, I, I uh, rated. Uh, I don't know if anyone you you probably know her at this point. Existence one thirty. Mm. Uh, she also does looping. Oh, nice. I'll I'll send you her page. You should check do. her out. Love it. Um, I rated her once with two viewers, <laughs> and she was so nice and like she immediately pulled up my stream and was like this is sick and then she started jamming on top of it yes uh and i hung out for like two hours and then she was about to be done and i decided to go live again and then she raided me with like 35 people and a bunch of those people are like return customers you know they keep on coming back and like it's it's crazy, man. No, it is. And uh, open set. This other guy who does like synth and like microscope stuff. I got to turn you on to him too. I'm, he I'm in it. randomly sets up raids. He just pops in and goes, "Hey, I'm gonna get you a raid." And then someone raids me out of nowhere that I've never <laughs> even met. And I'm like, "What is this? What are you doing? Why do you do this? Yeah. This is amazing." Right. It's like so cool to me yeah. that people are that supportive. And yeah. I'm just trying to give that back too. What which is so great is because that's that's the that's what the community that's what the, the global community of the well at least on the music side is, is that's just sort of what's been set up. That's just sort of how it's done. I'm trying to think of what it's the culture. It's what the culture of the music community is. Um what I was getting at with the plastics was is that they we're saying they brought up a really good point. Um, they were talking about how like YouTube and well, I think we were both kind of talking it out during the podcast. We're talking about how like YouTube when it first came out was this thing where people, you know, were watching kittens play and, you know, like little kids getting hit in the nads <laughs> with a, you know, woofle ball or something. But it was it wasn't really anything, you know, um, it wasn't really anything that anybody thought of was like, let's make a million dollars off this, you know, Um Right. But then it did, and then you have people like Justin Bieber, and you have people who are getting Netflix's uh, Netflix shows now, who, who are crossing over into the mainstream from YouTube, and they're just sort of pointing out is like they see sort of Twitch. Once you start seeing these like rock stars coming out of Twitch, going into the mainstream, you're going to see a huge surge in it, and, and they're just like we're yep. just at the beginning. 
and, and and you're right. This pandemic is not going anywhere. And 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 the 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 even when the pandemic dies down, the the ramifications of, of shutting an entire world economy down is going to have long lasting ramifications. Where there's going to be a lot of people out of work. Honestly, uh, are you well, familiar? And, oh, and people change. Changed. There are people who just don't decide. You know, there will be people who are just like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to go to bars. I don't really trust this. You know, like yeah, it's exactly. all there's a whole spectrum. No, you're absolutely right. You're you're absolutely right. There there's a myriad of of things that are gonna sort of keep Twitch sort of uh, running. Um, are are you familiar with uh, Andrew Yang at all? Andrew Yang. Oh, does he? Wait, is he a YouTuber? No, oh, no. I'm thinking of Andrew Wong. Oh, um, is he a cook? Andrew Wong? No. Never mind. No, and, Andrew Wong's a uh, musician. Okay. So Andrew Yang, who's this? Andrew Yang was a uh, he was a uh, he was a presidential nominee for the Democratic side. He is no longer, okay. but he is working with like the Democrats now to build policy. He actually was the one who started bringing uh, UBI or Universal Basic Income to the mainstream uh, through his through his uh, president uh, president presidential not candidacy. What the hell? Through his running as a president, he ran on the platform of UBI where everybody gets $1,000 a month. Are you familiar? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. so he was saying that technology is sort of going to edge people into this as a necessity because technology and AI is sort of going to replace people's um, jobs. You know, and, and so we're right. going to have this huge displacement of middle class because robots are doing it. And he was saying that this was going to be like, you know, in the next five to 10 years. And there's people actively doing it, working towards an, uh, uh, these AI robots. Uh, they're, they're working day and night in Silicon Valley to ensure that this is going to be our future from driving <laughs> right. cars. Yeah, by self-driving cars to, you know, robots that build cars for you. And, you know, like the whole thing, they are actively working on making it this way. Um and so there's gonna have there's gonna be this huge disparity between you know the top and the bottom, and he was seeing it as something happening in the next five years. Well, guess what? There was a fucking pandemic, and now we're sort of forced into this, where now we wow. do need Amazon to bring drone drone drop shit to our front door, where we do want an Uber that drives itself because we don't want this motherfucker coughing on us when we're trying yeah. to just get to the fucking you know to to the gig or whatever the fuck we're doing. So it's like uh, we have we were forced into this um, through a pandemic, which, um, you know, who, who could have saw it coming? I mean, apparently a lot of people saw it coming, but who could see that? <laughs> apparently Bill Gates knew about this fucking well before the week it happened. He knew all about it uh, way before it happened. But, you know, uh, so it, it's just uh, it's. It's looking like because of the pandemic and because of where technology was already going, <clears throat> we find ourselves in a situation where we're going to have a lot of people not working. We're going to have a lot of people, a lot of people without, uh, I mean, homes. Uh, you know, like this is this is a, a cat catastrophe of what can possibly happen. And I'm not trying to bum anybody out. I'm actually trying to get people hype on like trying to, you know, because we got to figure this shit out uh, because right now we're worried about fucking what people are saying and that we're not actually worried about funding these underserved communities and, and taking care of yeah. the things that people are in the streets protesting about right now. You know, like we're worried yeah. about what people are saying and, do, you know, like to me, that's moot. Like, 
let's talk about let's let's talk about how fucking these corporations and this government is one who creates these tax loop uh, holes where they get to like keep all their money, all their tax money, and they don't put any of that shit back into the in, into the economy. And that's what's what Andrew Yang is talking about. He's talking about UBI and having these companies that are going to displace our jobs. Like I said, and not like me said. What's actually happening is Silicon Valley is people are actively trying to take our jobs with robots. It's not the Mexicans. Surprise, surprise. It's the fucking <laughs> robots. So it's it's um so this is only going to get more technical. We're only going to be more secluded from each other. We're only going to find um comfort in technology and in places like Twitch as the world burns around us. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. want Aaron Goldberg to to keep us, you know, feeling safe. And and I know that's a sad dystopian view, but like, and I don't know if that's the future, but it makes sense. It does. I mean, like, think about it like this. I mean, people are losing. Forty percent of, of small businesses are not coming back after this. One point five million jobs are not coming back, but yet our fucking, but our our our, our stock market is going through the roof. I mean, what does that say right. to you when you see that kind of disparity? What, what, what does that tell you when you see that all these people are about to lose their homes? And uh, what, what, does that, what does that say to you? I know that's a lot. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like, just turn it all into that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, have a, I have an Aaron Goldberg spin on this. I love it. I want the Aaron Goldberg spin. So... Look, I, I agree, you know, I mean, and first of all, there's the really what I see is a big question mark, you know, wh who knows what it's going to be. Right. But I, I do agree. It is so possible that we go towards a very. Um, quote unquote, disconnected. Future where there's a lot less um, physical interaction, a lot less physical, you know, space sharing. Um, and a lot more of people doing almost everything online that doesn't include things that are direct contact with their loved ones. Um, and on the note of the small businesses closing as well, tied in with all of that, I think that we are going to see, I've been thinking this for a long time now, and mm. it's been proving itself true over the last like five or 10 years that I, it's probably been true for a while, but I'm just growing up and starting to see it. And I think that we're having a slow, um, you know, reintroduction to crafts, craft being something that people enjoy, you know, handmade, hand crafted products. People fucking love that shit. <laughs> and like, I just genuinely think that a lot of these people who, who their business maybe failed or or because of the pandemic they were forced to um close because they weren't able to keep it open they're going to end up you know these are these are these are these are creative people these are people who made a business these are people who had enough energy to do real hard work that is making a business that person probably has another passion and i'm sure they're going to figure something out and a cool thing about this online thing is it gives an opportunity for people who you know, maybe 20 years ago, they started a small business because they needed a way to sell their handmade knives. Now you don't need that storefront anymore. Right. So there's this cool 
you know, with every shift comes more than one change. And so, you know, good and bad, I think it really depends on how you move forward from here. Mm. And I think that a lot of really savvy people, maybe, and definitely even those who aren't internet savvy, there's going to be programs that will help these people, similar to how there's programs for people today to help low-income families and stuff. There's going to be programs of people who just want to help people start their small businesses online. I, Because I believe in people enough to, to say that that's for sure going to happen. Because I'm always blown away by what people do for free for people just to help. Yeah. So I see where it's going, and I agree that it can go there where you're saying, but I also think that even in that world, there's a lot of positive um, possibilities. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. And, and you know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm being a, a bit hyperbolic, a, a bit, but um, I'm from the Midwest and I, I visited back and forth throughout the years of living out West. And uh, I moved out the West right before the last economic catastrophe happened in 2008, 2009. So I was right in the middle of that in San Diego when that happened. And, <clears throat> Because of fun things like NAFTA and um, uh, we, we, uh, the Midwest lost its entire industry. So right now it already is what, at when the economic uh, crisis happened in 2008, the, the, the area, the region, the Midwest was already suffering. And so this just sort of put the nail in the coffin for a lot of people and, and a lot of people never recovered and and what you're saying was exactly right and and so what i saw over the years is like you know we had all this blight and there's all these houses that are fucked up and you know detroit saw the same shit where you see just big plots of land where houses and and industry used to be and now it's just fucking just fields of just overgrown grass where fucking the community has just given up um yeah what what I did see in these last 10 years leading up to the pandemic since or the last 12 years, I guess, is that you're right. A community based economy started really going strong um, here in Toledo. There was this place that popped up called Homemade Toledo. And and there was several other small businesses that sort of spawned out of the necessity of survival of of of, you know, of, you know, just the economy being decimated. So. Um, yeah, I, I definitely see that happening again. But what the problem was I see in this in this go around is that we were just sort of getting back from that. And so like nothing. I just feel like a lot of stuff wasn't solidified. And, and, and I just don't feel like it had the time to really take hold like it could have because it, it does take takes years to recover from this kind of shit. And so, um, yeah, I definitely see it happening, but I, I definitely don't think that we were completely recovered in the first place. I mean, this whole economic collapse and this whole pandemic just highlighted how weak that America has uh, uh, has has made itself. Like we couldn't even get yeah. medicine in. We couldn't get fucking cotton swabs. Fucking cotton swabs, bro. Like cotton <laughs> swabs. Get the fuck out of here with cotton. This is America. I fucking thought you could get a cotton swab in fucking America. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just like the biggest like wake up call in the fact that we have completely isolated ourselves even to the point where our leaders are isolating our, us you know what i mean it's just like yeah we're becoming this joke and i'm sure anybody in in chat that is on the other side of the pond is probably like yeah he's right we just don't respect you guys <laughs> we have no respect for y'all <laughs> but it's like and and you know what you know the other day 
and, and it actually stuck with me. And this has to do with you. <laughs> I'll try not to talk about the bum out stuff, but th- I was. Uh, it was the Fourth of July, and I and I was in your chat, and it was like three in the morning for me. And I don't know why I decided to start communicating with people before like my brain warms up, but that's what I do. I start communicating. <laughs> I'm just. I'm in the chat and I'm feeling kind of like emotional and I'm feeling kind of like, you know, like, um, you know, I'm proud American, even though that America's going through some shit right now. You know, I'm still a proud American. And, and so I wrote that bullshit and I said, I'm happy to have you guys as fellow as fellow citizens. And then there's someone in the chat was like me and I think Al was like, we're not fucking American, motherfucker. You know, like he wasn't like rude about it, but it was like enough for me to be like, oh, shit, like, you know. It's enough for me to realize is that like not everyone's on board with what's happening over here in here, and also not everyone's on board with being clumped in with being a part of a country that they're not a part of. So, which is yeah. totally fine. And yeah. It, and it wasn't like a situation where I was like, oh man, I feel like shit. But it was something that stuck with me, and like I felt like I was a little disruptive. You know what I mean? Just by being hmm. like, I'm a proud American, but that's probably me projecting my own bullshit. Uh, it just was, but but that's sort of like where we're at now. It it's it's really interesting to see how the world is sort of viewing us and where we're at as a country. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what are we gonna do? I mean, what are we gonna do, Aaron? How are we gonna make this better? Well, so I I you know I think that yes, we were just sort of getting back, you know, recovering from two thousand eight, two thousand nine. But I think that the problem is we were trying to go back to the way it was. That's not going to work. Yeah. You know, like, and so that this was the world going, hey, you know, you guys are silly to think that anything is going to work the way it did 10 years ago. It's not like that anymore. Don't do that anymore. (laughs) We need to find new solutions for today. Yeah. It's just the way things are. And it's changing so fast. We actually might need to find new solutions for tomorrow. You know, like we, we. we can't catch up. I think we need to plan ahead and and set up infrastructure for the future. And I genuinely actually think that's what things like Twitch, I think that's what things like Patreon, I think that's what things like um, Etsy are. Yeah. You know, Only things fans? where people Shit. can sell their own stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. No. So, like, you know how you were saying um, local Toledo? Mm-hmm. Like, you guys had that shop. Someone, people don't give up. They're, they're going to open up something away. And... Mm-hmm your community decided to start taking care of itself. What's really cool is now we need to remember we're not living in a world that's just a bunch of small communities. We are one massive community called the internet. And so we need to all be working together. And I see it happening. You know, I see people, I'm getting support from Australians, (laughs) from Australians, like more than one, multiple Australians are giving me support every night and it's like i don't feel like i'm just an american you know i'm i am an earthling yeah a world citizen baby and i'm lucky as fuck to be here yeah hell yeah i'm i'm an earth citizen and i'm so so grateful to be here even in this gnarly time which is terrifying and confusing i'm really lucky to be here and i genuinely think that the only way that things are going to get better is if we all realize that we're lucky to be here and take care of each other yeah and, and that and that that is a very nice sentiment I, I i i fully agree with that it's just like how the fuck do we get past 
these like terrible differences that we're making that we're pressing upon ourselves. You know, I I, I like uh, what's I don't know how to say your name, buddy, but it's Flea Flea P H L E A H. Uh. Flea. Flea. I'm Canadian, and when I hear America, I'm like, OMG, another gun-wielding idiot. Not that I believe it, but it's sometimes the first thing that automatically hits my brain, which is fair. It's fair. Like, that's if that's all you see about America, uh, like, looking <laughs> – well, no, seriously, when you look at it from, like, someone in another country's perspective, and all they see is, like, this orange guy screaming these hateful things, and, <laughs> and like, people are burning shit down, and people are mad because they got to wear masks. People are mad because they don't want to spread a disease. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like – I can imagine, yeah, you know, like I can imagine what other people see it, and in, in, it's a sad thing, man. And I, I am genuinely proud to be an American. I'm genuinely proud of what we stand for, but I am not so proud of where we're at right now. <laughs> but that's what's great about I a country. It, you can you can turn it around, and and people can do things about it. And anybody who's American in the chat, come on, fucking vote, please vote. Please, please, please help. Please help. <laughs> this is how we make things happen. We uh, this this is what we got. Is what we got. Uh, but I'm not trying to uh, preach to anybody. I love everybody, and, and I hope everybody's having fun with us right now. Um, what else? Uh, I'm not. I'm not about believing shitty stuff like that. And we should be proud of our country. Hell yeah! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for understanding. Um, my oh, dude, I understand it totally because that's how I that's how I feel for a, a a lot of the times. I'm just like, oh god. And to be honest, like I live on a street that is 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 uh, has nothing but Trump flags and and rebel flags, and my neighborhood has uh, a big fucking uh, a shoddy. A piece of plywood that says "Blue Lives Matter," just like just haphazardly spray painted on this piece of Ugh. fucking scraplet. It's like you know, I. This is my environment here, and and I still I still want to connect and and be friends Big with yikes. my family. What with not my family with my neighbors. I still want to know these people. I still don't want them to just shut up. I don't want them to just stop talking and saying how they feel. I want them. I want to have a real conversation where we're not yelling at each other and we're trying to understand each other because that's how you figure shit out. That's um, the start of real change. I don't know, man. So, yeah. so uh, I, I'm really curious on the whole Duncan Trussell thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> how do you end up podcast? How do you end up in that position? Um, it comes down to being a being a fan first you know i i um my friend turned me on to duncan um i don't know what year maybe 2014 or 2015 mm. probably 2014 and um i don't know i don't know the timeline is fuzzy that's okay I can tell you the order of events. I met him at a uh, at the comedy store, actually, believe it or not. I um, do believe he, it. I, I went there <laughs> to see him, and uh, I was wearing these uh, this very psychedelic outfit. Oh, by the way, before you get into this thing, chat did mention your sweater. They wanted to make sure that we brought, uh, brought attention to your, how awesome your sweater is. Thanks, y'all. Here, wait, let me show you even more how awesome it is. Please do. Also, there's only three stages at the comedy store. 
<laughs> what is the belly room, the main room, and uh, what's the other one? Um, I can't remember the third Sorry. one. Sorry. Oh shit! It's 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 reversible. Yeah. Day, what is up, hey? <laughs> it's a Peter Max. It's a Peter Max. What the fuck is a Peter Max? I love this thing. I don't know. So I'm I'm down, I'm writing Peter Max down because it's so tight, but I don't know what that. Yeah, means. he's an artist. Oh, tight. You'll you'll recognize it. Um. Anyways, you were talking about how you you saw you met him at the comedy store. Ah, uh, yes, I was wearing really psychedelic clothing, and um, he on stage said something like, "Who here has done acid before?" And like, I may have been tripping at the moment. I actually don't even remember. Uh, and chose not to raise my hand because it's like you know I don't need to just call myself out like that. And uh, no one raised their hand. And he was like, what? You guys are at the wrong show. And then I was like, come on. <laughs> and I, and he was like, I, not you, man. I know you've done that. <laughs> and so, like, that was our first <laughs> little interaction. Yeah. And then uh, after the show, I saw him on the patio, and I got to talk with him. Uh, and he invited me to, if if you're like, if you've listened to the show enough, you've heard this episode where he talks about the Cacophony Society, mm, I guess which I've is been, I've um, been a group of people who do random gatherings, seemingly random, for the true, for the sole purpose of bringing novelty into the world. Mm. A good example of one, one of my favorites, is a bunch of people dress up as clowns and subsequent, like on each bus stop someone sits there as a clown and gets on but they never talk to each other so by the end of the bus stop there's just all these clowns that aren't interacting with any with each other <laughs> completely ignoring one another um it's incredible <laughs> is there so... <laughs> videos by the way is there videos on this i'm sure there's videos of something called the salmon run okay. which you should check out which I'm is done. basically at races like uh, during a city race or something, mm -hmm. the Cacophony Society will dress up in salmon outfits and run the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. And so he's a part of it. See, it's been years since, honestly, I've listened to the podcast. So I feel like I need to get back into it, man. Uh, it's been like a couple of years. So so what what is uh, – is he like a part of it? Is he making like – is he calling shots like – well, so the Cacophony Society has existed a long time. Some of the original members um, are the guys that started Burning Man. Oh, okay, okay. So these guys, it's it's the the whole point of Cacophony Society is in, uh, what's the word? Extreme inclusivity. Like you, <laughs> there is no exclusiveness. You know, everyone is allowed. You can have your own chapter. You can do whatever you want. Call it Cacophony Society. They don't give a damn. You know. And so he just wanted to experiment and put on his own cacophonous event. And so what he decided to do was go to a Gelson's, which is a local grocery store here. And uh, in that particular Gelson's, there is a bar. And so he, he said, hey, how about you? We're doing an event on Wednesday. Come meet me and my friends in your pajamas in Gelson's. Um, I basically just showed up with two of my good friends in pajamas and 
oh yeah hold on this is something 10k said something really good about okay. cacophony society you may already be a member <laughs> that's their like you might already thing. be a member um <laughs> Uh, so I went into Gelson's in my pajamas, and I look to my left, and I see Duncan Trussell, Brendan Walsh, <laughs> Johnny Pemberton, nice. um, Duncan's at the time girlfriend, and like his close group of friends. I also see Connor Habib, who is a podcast guest on there a few times. Um, and they're all just standing there in pajamas, and so I walk <laughs> up to them, and I'm like, "What up?" Yeah. And then we're standing in this area in gelson's at a bar and he buys us all drinks people walk in who are shopping there look over at us and laugh and have a good time it it was really fun by the end of the night we had sung songs from frozen uh <laughs> inside of the gelson's and then we eventually left and went down the street to a bar and like i got to hang out with him a little bit more there and then fast forward like three years later or whatever four years later maybe uh do you know who Ramdas is? Yes. Yes. Uh so I I can't remember his real name, but he was with Timothy Leary and the Yeah, Richard yeah. Alpert. Richard Alpert, yes. So I have been into Ramdas since I was 14, thanks to my dad. Oh, nice. Um and and yeah, Velo, you have heard this story before on DTFH, and you can hear my voice in the recording as well. But um so Ramdas. I I was listening to Duncan's show and heard him talking about Ramdas retreats. Um and I was like, "Wow. I didn't know that was a thing." And they have them here in Ojai as well as Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Ojai is in California. And uh Ojai is really close to me. So I decided, you know, I'm going to reach out to Ragu Marcus who runs Love Server Member Foundation, which is Ramdas's foundation. And I asked him, hey, can I please, like, volunteer for you guys in any way? Whatever. I just want to help. And he, uh, he was like, no, but you should come to our next retreat. <laughs> and so I signed up immediately that day. And um, then I went. And it was a life-changing experience, to be honest. Um, that's a story in itself. Long story short, though... That retreat with Ramdas got me higher than any drug I've ever taken, and for longer. Hmm. Uh, with with zero substances, I was basically tripping balls for days. For, for, um, like not you know visually or anything, but my heart was so open, and I was really, really raw and happy and just full. I was very, very alive and present. Really cool. Yeah. Um, and that uh, just came from talking to people, being open and connecting with people. And so really the magic trick there is just be open and connect with people. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, um, there is like a surreal uh, experience that you can have just by being in a certain environment or situation or just around a certain person. Right? Yeah. And, and especially when that environment or person encourages you to just be yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and, and for days on end. And then by the end of it, you're like, how can I do anything but that? <laughs> how can I ever go back, And it's bro? just like in incredible, man. And then you go home and, and then you get back into your daily life. And within two weeks, you're um, upset about stubbing your toe again. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're cussing at the guy but, next to you and the, for cutting you off. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I know. But uh, the, the Ramdas retreat, I 
first went to I saw Duncan and I was like, whoa, that's cool. I didn't expect him to be here. And even though he talks about them, I just didn't expect him to go actually be at the Ojai one. I thought he only went to the Hawaii ones. <laughs> and um, he I'm walking to the bathroom and he just like made eye contact with me. He's like, hey, man, good to see you. And I was like, wow, that's cool. I can't believe he even re- recognizes me. Oh, nice. And then um, the following night, him and his wife see me sitting down at the community table and they just sit right across from me and so we get to like sit down and have a conversation wow and um that was so sweet to get to sit down with them and just like really connect like that you know i mean like what kind of like what 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 kind of then six months oh please go ahead finish this go no no continue continue god damn it (laughs) we did that well no what what is i mean like what is a conversation like with duncan trussell in the first place i mean i'm sure he's a a normal guy and like you get to hear him talking about on all the podcasts and stuff so i I imagine it's something close to that but i don't know like what it's similar but it's it's um he's human you know he's got anxiety that Mm -hmm. doesn't come as clear on the podcast right uh it's I now that I met him, I recognize it as, as oh, he's an anxious person. Mm-hmm. But um, when I first met him, I was like, oh, whoa, he's like pretty anxious. Mm-hmm. And then, and like really, that just filled my heart with even more compassion for him. Right. Cause like you can just see him, uh, his brain is running really, really fast mm-hmm. all the time. And so he's like, I think, um, you know, it's it's it can be a little like boom, 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 especially because I'm kind of slower, yeah. uh, even though I'm I have anxiety, too, and and all that. But it's just different. You know, it shows it's, itself differently for me. Mm-hmm. Um, And so and also I'm not really good at like pulling names out of a hat or anything or like references. And Duncan is. And so mm-hmm. like talking to him about certain things, I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but mainly, literally, he was just trying to give me his YouTube channel. He was like, <laughs> "I don't want." <laughs> he kept on trying. He, he kept on trying to tell me that he was like, "I will literally give you my YouTube account information if you just like want to run it, at, at, like, and put random videos on it." And I was like, "Uh," and I didn't know what to say, so yeah. I, I, that never happened. But right. <laughs> right. you're like, oh, but uh, bail. six months later, I, I, I was just, it was just like a fun. I thought he was kidding, and then I. Was legit, but I had nothing to put on there. What a waste! So six, six months. months later, I go to my second Ramdas retreat, and Duncan's not there, but his wife is uh, with their brand new baby. Oh, nice! And she comes up to me, and we're talking, and just you know, saying, "Hey, good to see you again." And I'm meeting their child, and um. I'm like, where's Duncan? And she's like, he's really busy. He's at home right now. Um, he's working on something that I'm actually not allowed to talk to you about. Like, I can't say. And um, spoiler alert, that was the Midnight Gospel. Oh, nice. So I found out that he was really busy, basically needed help on his podcast. And the fucking angel, Kelly, who runs the setting up of those retreats, who had never worked with me before only knows me as a person as a friend you know not as a professional person she worked with recommended me as their podcast editor (laughs) and so she asks me she's like will you help and i said 
this is literally a dream of mine. Absolutely. Not even a question. And um, a week later, I got a call from Duncan at home. And he was like, hey, let's do the the first episode this week. And uh, then we'll see how it goes. Maybe we won't even like working with each other. And then <laughs> I edited that week's episode and I've been doing it every week since. That was in April last year. Oh, wow. So what what goes into editing one of those episodes? I mean, he it seems like he runs it pretty unedited it feels like it i i you know like I, i'm pretty sure his intros and stuff he edits the shit out but like but yeah but like the conversations itself so what what are some of the things that you find yourself editing so i mean the intros he does all of the like recording and editing what he wants heard you know mm -hmm. he he lines it up right i basically just um com compress it control the volume mm -hmm. control the you know, if there's a noise coming from the mic, I do denoise. Um, simple, like, audio processing just to clean it up, make it more listenable mm -hmm. um, and more level. Yeah. And I also I make the music for the commercials, which is really fun. That That is, like, one of my favorite parts Shut of the job. Up. I take... Hot dog. I, I am so grateful for that. Sitting right here in front of me, the guy who makes the music for the commercials on DTFH, right here. God damn it. <laughs> um, no, but that and, is uh, that is really amazing. So, so you're not really uh, editing like any of the content of the conversations and stuff. You're you're just making it. Well, so yeah, I was gonna say the conversation is pretty damn raw. Mm -hmm. Um, I I only edit, make sure it sounds good. Right. I've literally had to remove something from conversation two times in a year. Mm -hmm. So it's almost never does he go, hey, can you take that out? I don't want people to hear that. Right. And it's never actually him. It, it it was one time he said something about a woman, a specific person being pregnant. And she was like, I actually don't want to talk about that. And uh -huh. then um, another time a guest recently gave his email out. And uh -huh. Duncan was like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, bro. Not a good idea. <laughs> no, that, that, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, man. That, that's I love I love podcasts like that. I love that free flowing conversation. The the ones that are like super edited together and like you, I don't know. To me, it just it it it, it sounds sterile. And you know I you know JRE obviously is a good example of somebody who, who sort of set a precedence in in that. Um, but that's how I run my shit, man. I can't. I'm not editing shit out unless I say something really stupid or my guest says something they don't want to be said. It's mostly yeah. me saying. I mean, and what's the point? All yeah. you're doing is putting a wall between your viewers and you. Yeah. You know, like unless you say something that's really fucked up, like <laughs> legitimately just bigot, and right. you didn't even mean to, or you weren't aware. Right. Um. And even if you weren't aware, maybe that's okay because then it's like you can learn and you can openly learn. You know, like I really believe in the whole. Uh, the less filters between you and your audience, the better. And I believe that because Duncan showed me it's a true formula. Well, I, I and, and it truly is. I mean, the more people feel like they are a part of your life, they feel like they're they they feel important to you too. You know, like to know you and to be a part of your routine and to hear you talking all the time. They they feel like, you know, they're you're keeping them company when they're alone at night or, or when they're making that long drive across the country or whatever it is. You know, you 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 do become very close and and there is this bond. Um, and and I'm all about that, man. And, and and you're sort of touching on like free expression, and you're sort of touching on um, you know just the the ability to say things and to have a conversation and to be wrong. 
And that's yeah. that's what I what I took from that is, is the ability to be wrong and and to the ability to correct mistakes. And that's one thing I'm seeing frighteningly frighteningly happening more and more these days um in regards to censorship and what you can and cannot say. As a podcaster, I'm just I, I have a huge problem with any anything that goes against freedom of expression or freedom of speech, but um, I don't know. Where where do you sit on that? Where do you sit on that? Uh, um, are you reading chat, by the way? I am reading chat. I think censorship sucks, man. <laughs> I, think, I, think so. I think censorship is bullshit. I I'm so glad that Twitch is the way it is. Like, yeah. I mean, I haven't encountered anything, and I say all sorts of fucked up stuff. Right. I mean, I say it's not like I'm saying fucked up things, but I curse a lot on my Twitch, you right, know, and right. I and I haven't made it a uh, 18 and up thing. Yeah, me neither. Because I don't want to. I really don't want to, like, cut it off from most yeah. people. And this is America, goddammit. <laughs> and and I, I looked in TOS. It's not about cursing when it comes to that. It's about, like, um, really, really, really right. gnarly stuff. Right. I think a lot of, like, maybe if your whole channel centered around drugs, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you have to not. Be cursing yeah. and. Yeah, dropping f bombs. Yeah, I don't think they care about that. It, it, you know the 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 problem with the censorship of today is that it's connected to to a political system now, and that you know, like with cancel culture and stuff like that. It's, I, I I I do think that some people should be you know canceled, but I don't think that the conversation should end. And I think that's what the problem is: is that we're sort of not able to discuss where the lines are. And so now everyone's just line-stepping because we don't know what the, even the hell the next thing that is going to be the bad thing to say. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Dude. I... Ugh. I... Yes. <laughs> uh... <sighs> yeah. I... When it comes to cancel culture, I agree. I think that the conversations are not long enough. Um... Especially because a lot of people just seem satisfied with, cool, we canceled the person. Yeah. It's like, what about, what did it, how did it, how are you affected? How mm. did it change you now that you've looked at how you feel about this person? I yeah. think that's more important. You know, like, whether you listen to fucking Michael Jackson's music anymore, that will literally not change the way I feel about you. Right. How you feel about child trafficking yeah. is how i'm going to feel about it. it will change how i feel about you right you know what i mean fuck it dude that's it's art i don't mm. care i don't i'm one of those people that's pretty good at separating the art from the person mm. and maybe this will make some people not like me but that's my honest truth yeah and um i definitely don't take it to the step of oh you still listen to that person that i don't listen to I'm don't fuck with you on that bait alone. Like that to me is just closed minded and um, you're hurting yourself more than anything else by yeah, doing that. The, the thing about shutting people down and keeping people out of the conversation is that it, it sort of chases them into the arms of extremism. Uh, yeah. When you're told to shut the fuck up and that you don't have a voice. And even though that's supposed to be one of your rights, uh, when you're told over and over again that you're stupid and you live in the middle of the country and that your fucking vote don't count and you're just some hayseed out there. Oh, look what happens. A fucking Cheeto is running the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you get what yeah. I'm saying here? Like, just shutting down the conversation is, is to breed more hate. 
to talk it out, to try to understand each other, to 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 try to understand why are you so mad about shit, bro? Like, what the fuck happened to you, bro? You know, like, who touched you? You know, like, what happened? You know, like, trying to understand another human being is is the point. You know what I mean? Because we need yeah. each other. We need, you, yeah. you have to hold a baby or else it, it will die, right? Like, if you don't hold a baby consistently when it's first born, it dies. What does that it say? Needs it. We need each other. And to say yes. that I'm going to write off of most of America, like anybody who voted for Donald Trump, I'm going to write this bitch off because fuck them. Well, guess what? That's the teachers that teach your kids. That's the bus driver that takes your kids to school. That's your garbage man. That's your fucking neighbor. You know what I mean? Like, and so what? Are you going to block all these people all your life now because you don't agree with what they said or they might have made a mistake? You know what I mean? So it's just like a very... um. It's just been it's just been very weird lately. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, I I have. Well, I'm gonna maybe go out on a limb. Here. I mean, take sure. a small risk here because these guys are fairly offensive, but they come from a true place, a genuine place. Mm -hmm. um, a podcast I listen to that helps me, or that. I just get joy out of listening to at this point because so few people can talk about the things or are willing to talk about the things they are willing to talk about. Mm -hmm. If you check out um, Flagrant 2, Andrew Schultz is like the comedian. I, I fucking knew they it. Are... I, knew, I knew exactly what you were going to say. I knew you were going to say <laughs> Andrew Schultz. He fucking... Because who please. else is doing that? Right. No one else is doing no that. No one. You know, and I can't respect him enough for being willing to say this shit um because it's at this point goddamn refreshing to yeah. hear someone just just be silly yeah. um maybe use some words that they asked not to in in intellectual conversation as well like right. this guy's not stupid right you know you watch a few of his youtube videos where he's doing crowd work you are quickly turned on to the fact that he's very aware of what he's doing and knowledgeable and i also just from listening to him i'm pretty damn sure he's coming from a very good place right and i just like can't can't be um grateful enough that people like that exist so right. i just want to plug flagrant too real quick for anyone who wants to listen to some really um uh, slightly offensive but very uh open conversation right and it, and it's done it's done it's done right like that's the thing it's done right and and they allow themselves to make mistakes and, and i saw someone talking about louis ck and how he kind of got kind of got me too in such a weird way I, I i don't know if that's what they were referencing um you know he, i believe so um Despite his shortcomings, yeah, no, Louis C.K. to me was one of those people who were pushing boundaries as well and, and questioning this whole movement to silence people. Um, and, and and unfortunately, he has his own hang-ups that got him into trouble. By the way, have, <laughs> do, do you are, do you watch? Are you a fan of Louis C.K.? I don't know if have you seen his. Latest? I'm I'm a bad fan of most people to be cool. honest. I don't follow things very well. Um, <laughs> I feel you. Inle unless I'm following one thing, then it's like I'm uh, an an addict. Yeah, you but, focus in, uh, and then you're so. On but I, I I think he's hilarious. Yeah. I I have never seen a Louis C.K. bit or like an extended amount of him and not laughed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think he's hilarious. No, he just has this very elegant way of just throwing the hypocrisy back in people's faces and also <laughs> 
but but like his latest special which honestly i don't think is his best but like it's definitely worth watching and if you're interested <laughs> shoot me a whisper i'll send you a link to my drive then you can download it for free because I'm just oh my gonna, god! Gonna, I love. I don't you. give a fuck. Uh, so go ahead if you want that. I will share the new Louis C.K. Uh, with you guys, uh, circumventing that five dollars to support his his masturbating ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, it sucks about Louis is like because I was a huge. I, I I still am. I'm still am a huge fan of Louis C.K. <laughs> but it was just one of those situations where like you know I don't really I can't really comment too much on it just because I don't know like. No one deserves to have to go to work and then be, even if you asked, you know, no one should have to be, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you go to work one day and, and someone's like, <laughs> you know. Hey, can I masturbate yeah, in front of your face? You know, like, like, no, please. No, like, you know, like, yeah. as a woman, like, I don't want my sister or my nieces <laughs> or, you know, my mother going to work just to be propositioned by some, like, orangutan, you know? Like, fucking, it's, it's not... You know when I so I do see like but but it was a weird situation right because like there was permission there was you know he did ask but like what makes asking okay like who said that it was okay to go to the office and be like hey you want to see my dick like you know like that's not I don't I ever remember working in an office where it was like okay just to ask people to to masturbate in front of them so you know I don't know he probably should have asked a close friend first it was a good idea. (laughs) Hey, look, I'm really going through some shit right now. Do you mind if I just like pull one out real quick? Like just you know, just just real I just just please, just a favor. Um no, but it, poor Louis. So with production then, where where the uh where how far did you go with production? And and we're wrapping up here, Aaron. I know we've been going hard here for a couple hours, but uh, I'm just, I'm still not clear on like what you did or what you do. Like, what's your day job besides editing stuff? If, do you mind talking about that? Like, of course, no, not at all. So, um, and also, I've really enjoyed this, man. Thank oh, you so too, much. Oh, me too, man. It's been great. Like, I've been, love talking to you. Like, I figured that we would have a great little back and forth, uh, just because yeah. we already do in chat, so it's fun. Yeah, you know, like, so it's fun to talk. Anyways, um, uh, okay. Thank you, Stoner moment. Um, well, my day job. Thank so you. So what what I used to do until a couple or last week, actually. I quit my day job last week, my dude. Yes. Fuck that thing. Yeah. Um, it was awesome, though. Uh, I'm so lucky to have been able to work at my parents' um, grocery store and restaurant. Oh, nice. Literally all my life. I, I've worked oh, yeah. there since I was, like, a kid. Um, and then, like, I got a job at a dispensary at one point in my life, stopped working at that place for a while and then i went back when i lost my job at the dispensary b- because i accidentally went camping on a day that i had work <laughs> i had to go uh had to go back to follow you uh had to go back to the place that i work at worked at so, sorry i do my best not to um actually let it be known what the place is no that's okay is it is it is it kind of a known place um yes okay that's i get you totally man and your dad's a food scientist so i can only imagine what that means <laughs> but uh, right uh, but i mean the- well it's it's a it's a place that i'm proud to be connected of to course, i just genuinely course. want um i never want as far as i can get by myself is what i want you I, know i completely understand man well, I don't completely because yeah. my dad was a tire salesman, <laughs> so I don't completely well, get you. But I understand that you're like I know that 
you know, even just having a name or whatever is going to is going to you want to do it on your I don't own. Want it I to get be, it. I get it. Yeah. You don't want you get it. it. You're not, I think everyone gets it. Yeah, There's yeah. no need for you to know the name of the place no, that I work. And that's but totally I, I, I uh, was a grocery guy for uh, the last like few years and I've done cashiering. I did busboy work. Uh, busboying was actually my favorite job in the restaurant because it's this beautiful balance between interacting with your coworkers and interacting with the customers. Mm. And like, I'm, ooh, we talked about this earlier and I didn't mention this. So, and this ties in. Sweet. You asked me, I was t- saying how this is very much like uh, I'm I'm using this as, almost as a distraction, and that's why I'm constantly working on it. Also, though, the reason why I kind of come back every night, I'm for sure a people pleaser. So mm. I like making people feel good. And uh, when every time I stream, someone feels good, it makes me want to do it again. You know, like, yeah. and um, being a busboy is very much a people pleaser's, like, dream job. Because you just bring people water. You know, like, you bring people things that make them happy. You you help the waiter who has too many plates to carry. Like, all you are doing is helping people. And to me, that's, like, the fucking greatest job to have. So it was really fun for me. I got to enjoy customers who are my favorite part about the place um and yeah so but for the last few years i've been doing grocery which was like when big orders would come in we would unload all the shelves and i mean uh, load the shelves up and put things in the freezer and shit pretty boring well that uh yeah well that's that's a day job right so so now you quit your grocery job now is that what you're talking about yes so i'm no longer working at that store but uh i'm working for duncan once a week i edit the podcast and now throughout the week i've gotten other things i'm doing editing some other live videos that he's been doing um just various more work for duncan and uh, I also, six months ago, I reached out to another podcast I listened to called Once Upon a Crime, and oh. it's a true crime podcast. Uh, I emailed her literally out of the blue saying, hey, can I edit your show? <laughs> I like your show. Can I edit it? And she said, well, I'm not looking forward. I mean, I'm not ready for that yet. I don't, I, I'm not ready to give someone else that kind of work. You know, I still need to, need to do it or want to do it myself or can't pay for it yet, whatever. And um, she said, but I need someone to do my music. So I redid her intro music, um, which was just cre- recreating an Apple loop, but doing it better and mm. me making, uh, adding some guitar and drums as well. And just like a week ago or a week, two weeks ago, she hits me up and says, hey, uh, I think I'm ready for someone else to edit my show. Can you, are you still willing to do that? And I said, absolutely. Not even a question. <laughs> And that is when I was like, okay, I think I can quit my other job because two, two podcasts, the one, I only worked two days a week at the grocery store. So the, this second podcast will replace that income, which is awesome. Hell yeah. And then I'm working on Twitch and Duncan and like with Twitch, I don't see a cap. And so basically what I I saw is, okay, I've got these two revenue streams that are podcasts that are going to be consistent. And now with Twitch and and my being, I can push this shit so far. I'm gonna use all my extra energy and time to to take the opportunities I'm given now and do what I've always wanted to do, which is put myself out there and and somehow make 
make a living with myself. That that's beautiful, man. That that is a great fucking. That's great, man. I I fucking love. I one of the things I love the most is seeing musicians and artists fucking using their talents to fucking function in the world because. I know as well as anybody that a day job, if, if that's not really what you're into and all you want to do is tinker and play with your toys and create, it's fucking prison, man. I, I worked in a cubicle, <laughs> man. I worked in a cubicle for, cubicle for years and like it took me getting fired to push me to the point where like, okay, I really have to take this shit seriously because I had a kid. I, there's nothing worse than having to come home and tell your fucking, fa- your wife and your newborn child, like daddy don't have any income because he Ooh. fucking got fired. <laughs> Cause he's an Cause, asshole. Cause your dad doesn't like his job. Cause he didn't like it so much. They got fired so much. Um, yeah. So I fucking absolutely love when I hear musicians, artists, anybody, anybody fucking working for themselves, pursuing what they love and, and doing it with fucking fervor and passion and fucking just burning shit down on the way. I love it. I fucking love it, man. So congratulations on that. Um, I put some, I put in uh, the chat. If anyone has any questions for Aaron, please drop them now because this is your chance. I know he oh. streams every day, but like when you, when you're going <laughs> to, when are you going to get a chance like this again? Well, tomorrow or later, I right after this. They, yeah, I do. You know, they they all know I chat <laughs> I know, on the stream, but I like know. I uh, definitely get lost in the jams. Ooh, hey man, you got to, you got to. Uh, it is the best thing out to win. Man. There is. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading this. There is nothing more powerful than putting your time and energy out there. So amazing. I agree with you, M. Rolling. Uh, at totally, totally. Dang it, Daddy lost his job. Yeah, Daddy lost his job, and that it was a sad <laughs> moment. But you know what? It was one of those situ- situations that uh, that it was one of those bad moments in life that was like the beginning of the best life you've ever lived. It's like the darkest. Right. It led moment. you into yeah. where you are now. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's the it, it forced me to realize that I'm a powerful enough being that I can create my own destiny and and, <sighs> and 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 do it in one of the most expensive places in the world in san diego three blocks from the beach in ob so i don't know if y'all know san diego but ob is kind of like the hippie fucking grimy part of uh the beach community not that grimy it's now all the artists are being pushed out but in the 60s it's like where Jimi hendrix used to have his love-ins in the beach and shit Anyways, uh, that's who cares. Um, uh, any any questions? I have a question. How the hell are you so such an amazing person? Other than your parents obviously raising you right. That's from um, Flea. I'm sorry if I got that wrong again. And we are playing games, uh, Arena. If uh, if if uh, if Aaron has time, so that's coming up. Sorry. Flea. So yeah, you already know the answer to that. It's my parents. They're incredible. <laughs> They're angels. Um, They're angels. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Aaron is like, OMG, Leah, stop. No, that was there, like, it's my family. I, you it's know, my family. Oh, it's your family. Okay, right. Dad. Well, you know what? Um, the most of the people in this chat right now are your fans, and they're in your chat all the time. So it's no, I, I completely understand that there's not really a whole lot that they don't know about you that you haven't put out there in your chat. So, um, you know what? Do you do you have uh, about ten more minutes to play a couple games or play one game? I do. You mind if I just go rush to the bathroom really quick? Oh, please. It's going to take me a second. Okay, guys. I'm going to be right back. We're going to play How Much Does It Cost on Craigslist. And you're going to have a chance to win. 
<laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, you got it. Our sponsor who made my hat, this WSEG hat. Uh, I'll be straightforward on my feelings about Aaron's company. We should, our community knows that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, look, man, I, I, and you're talking about me, baby. I'm part of this community, too. So, like, I'm a fan, too. You guys got to understand, I'm coming from it from a fan perspective as well. So, you know, it's an honor for me. And not, and he works for Duncan Trussell. Shit. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Quarantine and chill. Here's a here's a patch. I'm only gonna pick three guys. Oh, we're talking to an LA guy. So let's get. Um, let's get. Here we go. Here's a LA native. Quarantine and chill. Nice. And um, you guys like Wu Tang Clan? Hell yeah. Anybody like Wu-Tang? I got, you know what? Wu-Tang I got, Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. I got, I got uh, Emergency Helper. I got, oh, this is green. It's, it's chroma keyed though. But this is, this is, a, <laughs> it's a Muslim, it's a Muslim flag, uh, 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 Wu-Tang. You can't see it. You can see the outline there, but. And then of course. That's we, so sick. We got the Giants. Okay, so we're going to give away a couple of these patches uh, right here. So uh, Aaron's going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to get set up. And, yeah, I'll be right back. And uh, we'll be right back to play some games. So stick around because you're about to win some shit. Here I am. I'm back. Hello. All right, guys. Now the name of the game is how much does it cost on Craigslist? And how we play is it's kind of like the price is right, but uh, the, the, you don't have, but you can go over. So it's like the price is right, but you can go over the price. So it's, Actually, whoever is closest to the actual price of the item on Craigslist. I'm going to read a description, and then uh, here's the shitty picture that you can probably barely see, but uh, that's how we're doing it, and I'm sorry. We just lost Aaron, so let me move him a little bit over this way. <laughs> <sighs> I'm, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Anyways. Hey, if, if for anyone who doesn't understand, this shit is so much more complicated than it should be. <laughs> For real. For real. This shit is crazy. Okay, well, I guess you don't get to see a closer picture. Oh, there we go. Oh, my God. All right, I'm going to read the description see a closer here. Picture. Oh, my God. I don't know what happened. And I'm going to turn down the music, by the way, too, so you guys can actually hear me. Okay, here we go. Thank you. Uh, it, uh, I'm definitely not Mango. I appreciate that. The music was loud as shit, I'm sure. And uh, I'm turning it more down. <laughs> I can't hear my desktop because my desktop just stopped working, the desktop audio. So, okay, I'm going to read this. Um, so this is a fire, F-Y-R, fighter, firefighter, sod acid, fire extinguisher out of Toledo, Ohio, local here. Survivors, very rare. Uh, matching pair of F-Y-R, fighter, sod acid, rolling fire extinguishers on wheels. Manufactured by the firefighter company, Dayton, Ohio. Classification 10A, still loaded. All original condition, stands 43 inches tall, steel wheels, 36 inches in diameter, always stored inside warehouse. Call Mike. Okay, guys. God damn. Okay, so Woo! <laughs> there you go. So what we're going to do now <laughs> is just drop how much you think this is. Uh, yeah, it's still loaded. Uh, this is on the Midwest. It was taken care of in a warehouse. Do I guess? Oh, yeah, totally, man. Oh, let me get my tape. 2,600. Okay. All right, so Aaron started us off with 2600. Let's see what the chat has going. Reina says 750. 10K says, oh shit, 
Damn, 10K is going in. Mango is 227. Valo is 1250. Um, let's see. Owa, sorry, I can't. 150, 1200. Okay, we got a lot. I can't name them all. Sorry, guys. But we'll 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 show the price now. Okay, I wish I had my drum roll. <laughs> I, yeah, all I have is this, which I don't think you can hear. There you go. That's you can't hear that. Thank you for that drum roll, Aaron. Um Hold on. Let me. Of course, I don't have it prepared. And actual <laughs> retail price five thousand dollars. Damn it. Uh, and so let me see. So I might, think might 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 uh, mighty mighty. Yeah, I think, I think so. you're right, Aaron, with that quick eye. Mighty mighty, whisper me your address, and I'll send you the patch of your choice. It, that is LA native LA quarantine and chill. This the dude. It's because they're loaded. It's the, obviously obviously that's some legit. Obviously, so whisper me which one you want. Wu Tang, um, Muslim Wu Tang thing. Whisper me that. I want the Muslim Wu Tang so bad. It's tight. It's <laughs> tight. It's tight. I'm. I it's love so it. It's so dope. It is. Dope. I'm also probably gonna hit up those guys for the guts thing. Oh, dude. Yeah. Everybody should go and check out ModedStudios.com. ModedStudios. M O D E D S T U D I O S dot com. They have fucking funny ass patches. You guys see where they stand with all this shit. <laughs> you guys saw at the beginning. Yeah. They have cool ass shit. All right, guys. Let's do. Uh, you got one more in you. You want to do one more? Yeah, brother. Let's do it. Let's give away a patch. Hold on. Hold on. Come on. If you've got three, I got time for three. Oh, I got three, baby. I got three. <laughs> I got three for you, Aaron. Hold on. Let me find it again. Jeez, Louise. Aaron was not joking when he said that this shit is more complicated than it needs to be. Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. H.H. the Dalai Lama. The bus sculpture. <laughs> Get a good look. I'll bring Aaron back around so we can see his beautiful face. There you go. The Dalai Lama. So this is a straight up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that, Aaron. Okay, I might not read this whole thing because it's like a fucking short novel, but uh, Dalai Lama <laughs> bus. Uh, let me see. Exceptionally expressive and delightful ceramic bus sculpture of Tenzin Gaius, oh, that's his name. I can't say it. I won't try. His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama of Tibet, with an antique bronze color surface that was hand-painted with acrylics, 11 inches high, 11 inches wide, 8 inches in depth. This superb kiln-fired ceramic artwork is appropriate for indoor display only, not for display in an outdoor location. Exposed to the sun and damp weather, the painted acrylic surface would deteriorate if exposed to outdoor conditions. This exceptional bust sculpture was made by Central California sculptor Mark O'Brien. Mark has commissioned publicly installed as uh, bust sculptures in Central California and South Carolina. You can contact Mark to ask him any questions you may have regarding this bust sculpture of the Dalai Lama. So, uh, thank you, Mark. Uh, <laughs> he has a big name in South Carolina. So, uh, drop your... Oh, you guys already have. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, drop your uh, things and we'll get it... Uh, we'll get it going. <laughs> oh, let's bring Aaron back around so we can see him. Uh, Aaron, did you already drop oh, your... 
What did you put? I did. What did I say? Oh, did Flea four... and I tie? Uh-oh. We're on a... 1,400. 1,400. Well, All right, I'm going to go 1,401. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't explain the rules at the beginning, so I'm going to let it slide. But once, you're, once, you're, once your bid is in, that's it. There's no going back. So, Aaron. All right, be... then I'm 1,400. No, 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 no. Because you're a guest and because you're so, <laughs> cause you're so nice, uh, we're going to let it slide for 1,401. Um, anybody... okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is what I got while people are waiting. Um... Oh, god damn it. Wait, okay, never mind. That was a disaster. Oh, god damn it. Wait, never mind. <laughs> By the way, I completely forgot about the DCMA. Okay. That was enough for you guys. Uh, I just want to give you guys time to drop some things. Okay, thank you guys for putting in those bids. Let's uh, let's go see Aaron. If you don't mind, can we get a drum roll, please? <laughs> oh golly! Oh, well, of course I don't have anything prepared. Actual retail price on Craigslist. $2,400. All right. Damn, I was going to do 25. Okay. Fuck. Lemonade has 2,000. Um, lemonade. Think, uh, lemonade one. I think you're right. Lemonade, 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 lemonade. Hey, lemonade on Mars. Drop your uh, nice. what you want and uh, um, which one you want and your address in the whisper and uh, I will send this out to you probably in the next couple days. Um, I, I'm sorry I'm not holding them up very well. <clears throat> Maybe I'll put them in my Discord if you guys want to. I don't even think my Discord is working. <laughs> I got to get my life together, people. Anyways, all right, we got one more, folks. So if you didn't win, we got one more. So stick around. We're going to get you something real special from our sponsor, ModedStudios.com. The one thing I do like about getting older, Aaron, is that my voice is starting to do this. Uh, I'm starting to grow like that. Yeah. I'm, st I'm starting to get a grown man voice. Oh, my oh, God. I don't know what that was, but that was awesome. I sell hot sauce. Oh, someone's up in the Discord. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's what's fun about Discord, everybody. Oh, I just blew it. Shit. Well, guys. I didn't see it. Oh, now I did. I just blew it, guys. I'm sorry. That was our last one then. I don't have an extra one. No worries, yo. I'm sorry, guys. I feel so bad now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that makes me so <laughs> bummed out. I swear to God. Oh, well. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, well, you know what? How about this? Do you guys, do you guys want to do it? You want to do it, Aaron? You want to do it? I can look something up real quick. I might not be. I'm, you know, I'm in for that. Okay, let me look something up. I'll look it up on this screen, and I'll read the description, and we'll go off the description only. And I'm sorry to do that to you guys, but I really want to give one more patch away. I just, I really. Let me just look up the same thing you're looking up first, really quick. <laughs> Well, the the great thing about these is that I've had I've been sitting on these for a couple of weeks, so like they're not uh, they're they're probably well over with by now. But uh, okay, let me see what I can find here. I'm gonna go and I'm not gonna tell you where I'm gonna look just because I don't want nobody out there googling. Uh, let me see here. Um, hmm. Okay, 
I think I got something here. Um, it's just right off. Um, no, I'm not going to do that one. Never mind. Wait, hold on. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to do that. That's too obvious. I'm sorry, guys. We're almost there. I promise. But we're going we're gonna to make this happen, goddammit. I'm a happy boy. Hey, you should be, man. You, you, you're you over there killing it. You just quit your day job, bro. This I know, tough. dude. It's, <laughs> it's tight. so sick. That's tight. Waking up on the days I normally work uh, and not going to work has been one of the coolest vibes. Okay, I think I got a good one. Man, I wish I could show this one to you guys. Cause, okay, so this is a bust. Uh, uh, this is more artwork, everybody. So it's Bogey and Katie Hepburn. Uh, so it's Catherine Hepburn and uh, Humphrey Bogart bust. I can't show you the picture. I just feel like this is terrible. Let me just, uh, I'll read it to you guys and then uh, we'll just try it. We're just going to try it, everybody. Uh, featured at Andre's, Andre's Lounge on Summit Street. That's important for you to know. These were the creations of Eddie York. Humphrey was York's 10th creation made in October of 1977. Katie was his 14th creation made in February 1978. Rendered creations of the characters from the African Queen. If interested, please respond to this post. And they even have a YouTube video. Okay, we're not going to do that. <laughs> okay. So, um, this is uh, out of Toledo. Uh, I wish I could show you guys a picture, but we're just off of the description. It's from 1978-1977 of Catherine Hepburn. Go ahead and drop your uh, drop your guesses if you want. Is there a size? Is there a size? They don't have a size. Man, this just seems so wrong not having a picture, right? Like. No, it's okay. I just got to ask clarifying questions. Huh? Okay. Um, there's nothing. Um, okay. There, there is no size. Sorry, Raina just popped in to say something, but there's no channel points mod. I don't see any channel points used here, so I'm ignoring that suggestion. Uh, okay. Uh, so thank you for dropping stuff. I know you guys didn't get to see the actual picture. Aaron, are you going 1400 again? No, 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 no. Oh, this is a different. Oh, I lost my chat. Oh my god. I'm going to get there, folks. You know what? Give me like 10 more episodes. I'm going to be a fucking stream master. I'm going to be like in the chat. I'm going to be fucking all these pictures. And I won't be fucking up the last game. And Leah only redeemed fake points, right? For me dancing. I think they were fake. Oh, <laughs> is that why you started dancing? I started dancing first. And then she was like, wait, don't stop. <laughs> wait, don't stop. Wait, don't stop. No choice points. What do you mean? Oh, redeem the highlighted message. Oh. Oh, no. I have channel points, but my mod wanted, uh, told me that to check my channel points and that, and I don't see anything in my channel points box. So that's what I was talking about. I don't know. But yes, you do have channel points. And thank you for highlighting your message. That was very nice. Yes, that's exactly what happened. I don't think they were fake. Ha ha ha. Okay. Um, all right, so let's go over it. Let's, I can't show you the actual retail price, so everybody's got their prices in there. Actual retail price for the Bogey and Katie Hepburn bust out of Old West and Toledo, Ohio. $1,200. All right, who, hey. who's got it? Who's got it? 
Um, I think Pariah Hound might have won. Pariah Hound? Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, M. Rowling got 900. 12, yep, 900, yep. M, I think M won. I think you're right. I think M got it. Wait a second, how much? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yep. My favorite nut, Shug, is either cashews or, uh, yeah, I think cashews or, uh, or pistachios. Oh, thank you for handling that for me, Aaron. Aaron is much more no. graceful on the chat than I am, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get on Aaron's level. Okay. I'm going to be able to like. You're doing the hard part, dude. I just have chat open in discord. That's all I got to do. Well, that's still, it's, that's still stress, man. It's still, uh, oh, we got more. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your preferred type of milk? Uh, <laughs> if we're going to go dairy, I'm getting whole fat. All the way, hundred percent, even more fat if I can get it. Um, European cows produce large more fat milk than uh, Jersey cows, hmm. so I'll take that if I can get it. And if not, please give me Oatly. Oatly, oh, you like oat? Thank you very much, uh, Mango. I appreciate the 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 words of uh, encouragement there. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I think almond milk, but like I don't like how almond milk is made, so I've, I've recently switched over to um preferring like oat or something but you know i'll drink almond milk you, you know there's just some causes that you 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 die for you know you die on your hill for <laughs> and uh, unfortunately i'm still buying almond milk even though it's like a horror show for the fucking environment but you know whatever <laughs> We're all destroying it together. Yay. Aww. Is that because of how much water it takes? Yeah. And, you know, like, and most of the almonds come from California. So, and yeah. you know how water goes in Cali. One year it's plentiful. And the next you're like, hey, motherfucker, don't water your lawn because. Hey, motherfucker, <laughs> don't eat any more almonds, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop eating almonds. Um, okay, so that that's that's it, man. I I really appreciate you stopping by the show and hanging out and bringing your friends and family with you. Lemon, uh, M. Rowling, please make sure that you, um, yeah, all those shipments too. I can't. Yeah, I just sent out a shipment to um, Berlin today, so I don't care where you're at. I'm sending you a patch. So, M. Uh, make sure you whisper your address and your um, and your preferred patch um if it's if it, if if uh if the other winners have have uh chosen your patch that you wanted i will uh let you know it's first win first serve so um i i wish i had a discord to put these in i, I do have a discord but it's just weird uh, um mod can you can you put my discord up and see if it actually works i don't know if it's gonna work guys I, there's a lot to work on here like aaron said it's way more complicated than it should be. It's ridiculous. Be. But anyways, um, yes. So you guys can jump in my Discord if you would like uh, and uh, say hi. I'll, I'll make sure I put the patches in there. So if people want to look at them later, they can look at them. But uh, I'm going to try to make my Discord do things. And hopefully it works. So Aaron, I fucking appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Uh, you you completely what what was the sweetest thing in the world was is that he fucking did his early stream yesterday just so he could be bright eyed and bushy tailed for this and so I'm so thankful for that and and everybody make sure you give him tons of love and um, you know obviously you guys know that already you guys know that shit 
But um, Aaron, thank you so much, my friend. This will also be coming out on a audio version in a couple weeks, so I'll send that out to you guys. And also, everyone in here, I do have a podcast with 250 back episodes. I'm talking to Twitch streamers. I'm talking to uh, Grammy winners, hometown heroes. WeSpeakEnglishGood.com. You can find all that shit. We got music tutorials. All kinds of fun stuff going over there. So go check it out if you'd like. Uh, if my mod would be so nice to drop some links, that would be wonderful. Aaron Goldberg, thank you so fucking much. That was amazing. I feel I feel better than I did coming into this. I, I feel like thank you, brother. I, I feel like more whole, even. You know what I mean? Like just I uh I do too. I feel prepared for my day way more than I normally do when I wake up at nine in the morning. <laughs> um and uh yeah man just really grateful for you like wanting to wanting to give me this opportunity to talk about things and you know this is a little final closing note from me is um i've sort of self censor censored myself um for all all my life when it came to the music i put out in the world i i don't have cussing on my albums or anything like that and it's that's been a really intentional choice because i felt like on something that's recorded you know that can be a little lazy or whatever or it can be misinterpreted or whatever something that's so permanent i always put all this work into censoring myself so being able to find myself on twitch where i don't censor myself almost at all um is so so healing for me Thank you guys for supporting me in that and for being the kind of people that are down for what I do when I'm not censoring myself. Um, and thank you for giving me a platform to speak uh, again. Truly. Dude, any fucking time, Aaron. Like, fucking anytime you got something to say, please fucking let me know. Let's fucking chat, man. Because shit, dude. Like, I had a wonderful time. And, and again, I'm a fan. I'll be seeing you and, and, and all these fine folks in the chat. And uh, um, thank you, sir. And have a great day, man. I'll be in touch. Thank you, soon. man. I look forward to sharing the audio version of this, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on stream in probably like ten minutes for an hour or two. So oh, anyone sweet. who's got some time, I'll see you in there. Well, then let's hang. You guys want to hang out for ten, and then jump on errands and raid Aaron. You, you're gonna, ha you're gonna be up in ten. Yeah, dude. Okay. If you guys want to hang out, or if you got something to do, but I'm gonna raid Aaron. So. Um, I got something for us to do if you guys want to hang out because <laughs> I got fucking I'll be back <laughs> all right I love you Aaron we're gonna let Aaron go so we can go stream we'll see you soon Aaron and uh have fucking ah mwah, kisses thank you man all right peace peace <laughs>
it's just i love twitch man i i can't stop stressing how much i fucking love twitch just the community and it, it, it's everybody just wants everybody that like just be hanging out and stuff it, it's just really cool it's really cool i can't speak for the gaming side i have gamer friends on twitch but i can't speak for the 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 love and and the support on that side of things but i imagine it's something like that twitch seems to have a cool vibe to it um anyways so definitely go support aaron the link the links are in the show notes so go click around and, and get at them get at them um and let's see what else we got here so go check out reinamystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com and also go check out wespeakenglishgood.com i spent all well the first couple months of quarantine working on that fucking thing and it's still not done I don't think it's ever going to be done. And that's fine. Who cares? Hey, go jump in my Discord. The uh, If you're interested in the stream, please come and stop by streaming every Monday and Friday. Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jump in the Discord. Stay up to date. I'm telling you, we're having a good time. Aaron does live looping, and, and I love that. It, it's interesting because I started live looping, and then like a couple, like a week later, I, I ran into Aaron's stream. And because I was doing the podcast, and I was thinking, I was like, what else am I going to do on the show as, you know, you know, I can't just have guests every time because, uh, you know, I'm doing the show twice a week and I could if I wanted to, but I don't want to push that hard <laughs> because I'm doing a bunch of other things. So I, um, yeah, I, I, um, I started doing live looping and then like a week later I found Aaron's stream and I wake up at crazy, like today I woke up at 3 a.m. Just I'm up, just hey, I'm awake. And I haven't been sleeping. I've been getting terrible rest, so it's, it's not good. Um, so, but this is how it's been all quarantine. And I would just sit in Aaron's stream, you know, when I first ran into him. And I met his community and they're just the nicest people. There's, uh, there's people who live in Cincinnati, you know, just... It, you know a few hours south of me and I, I you know all over the world it's just like i don't know man it's really interesting how people what kind of community people draw you know what kind of cultures are are manifested within the community it's just it's really interesting you know to me and i'm just so fucking um excited about developing uh, the channel and developing the stream and developing the podcast because the better the stream gets the better the podcast gets the better everything gets so it's all i'm trying to make it all one thing you know i want the podcast and i want the stream to all just be synonymous and and everybody's sort of on board with everything and and, and you know i've been building an audio based podcast audience for five years now so I, I i completely understand that you know that's how people know me that's how you guys know me and so twitch is sort of this weird new thing but you gotta think about it like this how weird and new were podcasts when you first started listening to them when people were saying like what is it you don't know, remember when people were like what what's a podcast and you're like it's a radio station or it's a radio internet radio kind of and they're like okay buddy i got the radio but now look at it 
podcast, our fucking podcast. So, um, yeah. So jump on board. Get on. Get on board early because streaming is the future. Look at look around you. The pandemic is is a horror show. It doesn't seem to, there doesn't seem to be anyone around that knows anything on what to do about this fucking pandemic. Uh, uh, well, at least here in the America, it seems like that. Maybe in other countries where people are actually going back to work and getting their lives back, maybe there there is a bunch of um, you know um, right-minded people who are actually know what's going on anyways okay guys i gotta go i hope hopefully you guys enjoyed the show i hope that you guys have a great rest of your week again i'm not gonna do any double releases this week it might not be any double releases until uh like september it just depends so um i'm just really bogged down with editing right now i'm doing videography work i'm video editing i'm doing all this shit so i can't really talk about the project but it will all be revealed after september so okay guys be good to your fellow human beings hj's for everybody i'll see you guys next week with actually let me just tell you who's coming on the show before i let you go oh matt suarez more matt's coming back on the show he is now a twitch streamer as well so we talk a lot about twitch and and, and we go deep baby we go deep and caleb mci comes back on the show and if you're familiar with the show before you know in the before times when i had a studio in san diego caleb was the person who started this podcast with me in the early days and so he comes back on and he's also uh the person behind moded studios which please go support moded studios modestudios.com um yeah so uh yeah he's he's a really good friend of mine he's he, oh i forgot to announce to you guys too i have patches coming i have we speak english good patches so um from our sponsors uh, um moded studios we uh we're, we're making a we speak english good patch and uh, we're gonna do a limited run we're gonna see how they do and um i'm gonna put them up on my store at we speak english i'm gonna put them up on the website we speak english good.com so i'm gonna make a store and that's probably the only thing that'll be there is the store so uh, or not the only the only thing that will be in the store is the patch um i might do some other things like um um i know there's this company called threadless where you can order t-shirts and uh, that i don't want to deal with t-shirts i'll put t-shirts up but you know i'm not i don't want to have a box full of t-shirts sitting at my house so i'm gonna patches are manageable i get you know patches you could put in a drawer right you could put it in your drawer under your bed you know like on a shelf you know like you could shirts you got the store in a box like in a basement or in a closet you know like just takes up too much space so patches so I should have announced that at the beginning, but I can't now and only because I'm lazy and I don't want to. So be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys next week with Matt Suarez. He's out of um, San Luis Obispo and he's been on quarantine and Twitch. But yet this motherfucker is still playing live gigs every fucking weekend. I am not joking. This dude is still in California. This dude is still live gigging his ass off. 
and twitching it, rubbing it in everyone else's faces. <laughs> JK. All right, guys. I'll see you all next week. Be safe.